0: Hello and welcome to this edition of the Matt Adams Podcast, coming to you semi-live from the southeast side of Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm Matt Adams, and alongside me, my co-pilot, my friend, my life partner, special correspondent Ann Adams.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: And Anne, we've been on an extended hiatus. Very extended. <laughs> I, we didn't really mean to, it just kind of happened. Uh, as I was telling my brother, uh, our faithful listener, uh... You know, he, he was telling me, well, there hasn't been a lot of, you guys do a lot of entertainment stuff, and there haven't been a lot of, like, big movies out. So you haven't gone to see any big movies, and, and then, so, you know, maybe you didn't have uh, things to peg a show on. And, and that's a little bit of it. And a little bit of it's having a little Howie around. Uh, then other, uh, other things are things like uh, Star Trek The Next Generation and Xbox. and uh,
1: <laughs> Some other things have interfered with our lives.
0: And, and a family vacation to Disney World.
1: Yes, where Matt got a lightsaber that he now uses to follow me around the house and ask me if I need any uh, assistance with uh, space pirates or scoundrels that just happen to just show up at our house, apparently.
0: Okay, I'll, tu- I'll turn it off. <laughs> now, we, we, will, we will talk about the, the Walt Disney World trip uh, here, and that, that'll kind of be our main topic of the show. And we'll go through some of the different things that we saw and and some of the fun we had with our family. Mostly a good trip, I would say. You know, For the the most part, traveling uh, has its frustrations, I think, for everybody. It was hot. Uh, The days were long. But, you know, uh, long and short of it is my my parents took us all to Disney World and we had a good time. We did. We'll we'll get to that in a bit. Uh, We did want to talk a little bit. uh, No big updates on Howie. But for Halloween, he will be going as a taco. We got his costume this week. It's cute. Uh, he's not a big fan of, uh, the weather here in Indiana has turned a little bit. Uh, we're now colder, and we're looking, uh, ahead. I was gonna say looking forward, but that almost sounds like we like it. We're looking ahead at temperatures in, like, the mid-40s, and highs overnights in the 30s, and we're gonna have a hard freeze and stuff like that. It's rainy and yucky today. And so Howard did not want to go out for his walk, which has been sort of a running theme the last week or so as the fall weather has turned a little cooler.
1: Yeah, he's definitely not a cold-weather dog.
0: No. Uh, I got him in his shirt, and I put we got him a yellow rain slicker, and I put the rain slicker on him and put his harness on him and put his leash on him, and I could not get him to come out of the garage. He was sort of digging his feet into the concrete, like if you're going to go outside, you're going to have to drag me. And, of Aww. course, I'm not going to do that. And then he sort of came out a little bit, and then he stood behind my car, and he was just shivering. So I said, okay, buddy, we'll we'll, we'll let it go this time. And we had a similar experience. And, like, uh, when you got home, you're like, ah, we'll try it again. And so we did the same thing, minus the shirt. Uh, but with the rain slicker, and, and he, he, did he didn't bit really better, want but that.
1: He was not a fan.
0: Now you even carried him out to like one of the bushes that he'll use the bathroom on, and uh, instead he started to run right toward the garage again. Yeah, so.
1: but he's an adult dog. He makes his own decisions, and you know if he needs to go bad, he'll go. It's just if he doesn't need to really go, he's not gonna go outside. Well, as Ann said, he,
0: he made his doggy bed and he will lie in it.
1: <laughs> I say that a lot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and we, we before we get to the Disney World trip, we did want to hit a couple of Star Wars things real quick. Uh, we've had a couple of trailers released for The Rise of Skywalker and The Mandalorian. We watched the Rise of Skywalker one when it came out. Uh, I think it was, I don't remember if it was last Monday or the Monday, but I think it was last Monday during yes. Monday Night Football. And we were like, oh, we're going to do a podcast about this. And then we're like, we never did a podcast about this. (laughs) So we'll cover it real quickly. Uh, We watched it uh, before the show. And then we also watched the new trailer for The Mandalorian, which came out yesterday before the show. And so uh, Rise of Skywalker trailer. And what what did you think? Did that get you excited about the movie or just kind of like, eh?
1: It did. It got me very excited. I think it's going to be something we sort of expected to happen, which is Kylo Ren and and Ray are going to cross paths again, um, just as they're trying to uh, basically accomplish some sort of mission, I would imagine, for the Resistance, which involves trying to locate an old Star Destroyer and somehow coming across as we saw from the earliest um
0: the teaser trailer
1: yeah the yeah sorry the
0: teaser i had a moment (laughs) i know you did you spaced out for a second (laughs)
1: um the teaser trailer we saw that uh, palpatine was back so it's gonna be interesting
0: I i love the image of those imperial class star destroyers coming out of the out of the yeah, water that's it looks like
1: cool. It was very epic. There were even some sort of like horses that they were riding. Yeah,
0: they have a name for those. I forget what they are because I mean I'm a Star Wars geek, but I haven't quite. Are they from you know, like
1: a certain planet or?
0: I forget what they're what what they call. It. I've read it, but I just don't. I didn't retain it. And uh, but yeah, at one point they're riding like horse creatures on top of a star destroyer. Now we know they're not the the things that they encountered on Canto Bite.
1: Yes, that's true. Uh,
0: they're a different type of beast of burden, but it's pretty pretty cool. I like that image. I'm wondering if like Palpatine had a fleet hidden somewhere, and has recalled it, or if they knew he had a fleet hidden somewhere, and that's what the Alliance or the the Alliance listen to me the Resistance is looking for because they need firepower. Yeah. And if they could get a bunch of ships in a real quick way, that would be one way to do it. Yes. Have a have a bunch of you know Palpatine Star Destroyers to be able to go up against the First Order. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it's like we have a three faction uh, Royal Rumble between the First Order and the Resistance and the remnants of the Empire. Yeah. Or you know if it's just the Empire aiding the First Order. I don't know. And it don't makes know you expect. wonder.
1: It makes you wonder if yeah, like you had said, you know, it makes you wonder if Kylo Ren was really just sort of following Rey or if he and they first order knew about this supposedly hidden fleet or the secret, um, this kind of secret fleet or whatever. Yeah. Hidden, hidden
0: fleet. Uh, now you, you've, did you ever read the Timothy's on air to the empire books? You started and you didn't finish. Yeah, I if didn't I, finish cr- no. if I remember right. Um, in one of those, uh, in that trilogy, there is a, a, the Dark Force fleet uh, of dreadnoughts that had kind of been hidden away that they were trying to find because they needed ships. The, the Rebel Alliance, the, the New Republic at that point did. And so it sort of reminded me of, of that. This, this fleet in, the, in those books had sort of like... They'd all been slaved together, which means one ship controlled the destination. They all always, like, jumped to light speed and no one ever knew where they went. And the Alliance needed ships really badly, and they located the that fleet. Uh, but also, I believe Grand Admiral Thrawn did as well. And so it sort of reminded me of that. that There's like this big fleet of ships out that could tip the balance of a war. And they need to race to, to get to them. Yeah. Uh, remind me a little bit of that. Uh, what do you think's going on with C-3PO there? Uh, they've got him hooked up to some stuff. He's like, what are you doing, 3 po And he's like, I'm taking one last look at my friends.
1: I wonder if they're going to wipe him.
0: You think they're going to wipe his memory?
1: I would not be surprised. Or maybe... Because they've done it in the last, what, two or three films? What if... And this is a theory i At least I've, the original I, ones.
0: This is a theory I've been seeing going around. What if, you know, he, he definitely had his memory wiped after episode three, you know, Revenge of the Sith. What if he had contained within him some piece of information that would have been beneficial to them, and uh, he, they had to go back and recover those memories, and by doing that, overwriting the memories that he'd made after that point
1: that would make sense kind of a kind of a reboot
0: or uh, going back to previous firmware whatever you'd call it
1: that would be a very that's a very good theory i mean that would that would be a good part of the story to actually have to go back and revisit that and um yeah
0: i think one thing i'm really excited about with this movie is one thing that bummed me out about the last jedi and and we've had lots of conversations about that you know I watched it the other, rewatched it the other day, and I actually really enjoyed it. And there are certain aspects of it that still bother me. They're the same things that bothered me when we did our our big review on it. But overall, I think it's, I think it's pretty solid. But one thing that bummed me out is that Finn, Poe, and Ray spent all that movie they were separated and they didn't get to do anything together, really. Uh, Finn went off on his mission, Poe was stuck back on that ship, Rey was doing her Jedi training, and they all kind of got back together. Then I know that's sort of Empire Strikes Backy in a way because Luke gets separated, but at least when that happens, Han, Leia, Chewie, C-3PO, they're all still together. And so you get to see them build their relationships and stuff you didn't really get that in this particular movie because, I mean, you know, Finn built a relationship with Rose for better, for worse there. Ray built her relationship with Luke Skywalker, kind of grumpy, grumpy, grumpy Luke. (laughs) And, you know, Poe led a mutiny on his own ship. And so it it wasn't, you didn't see those characters kind of interact, which was kind of a letdown because in The Force Awakens, Ray and Finn have such good chemistry and then Finn and Poe, have such good chemistry. What's what's the matter?
1: Uh, how he did something weird. What'd he do? He was just like, he arched his back and he was like wiggling. I don't know what he was doing. Well, I just,
0: I was talking and Anne's just like looking off into space. So I was just trying to figure out what was going on with that. <laughs> uh, but, you know, they, they built those relationships. They had good chemistry between those characters. And none of them really got to spend much time together in The Last Jedi. So I'm I'm looking forward to the three of them kind of going on an adventure together. I'm hoping at least a lot of that movie that that happens. Uh, do you think Ray and Kylo Ren are going to team up?
1: I would not be surprised if they did, um, especially if they have to if they come face to face with Palpatine and they have to uh, figure out a way to either manipulate him for their own mutual benefit. Or to stop some sort of ulterior plan. I would imagine that they would have to work together at some point. But, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I'm really, because we talked about in our big review about some of the things that happened where we felt like their relationship sort of fell short. Or they tried, um, Ryan Johnson tried to take the relationship in a completely different direction than we thought it was heading. And so I'm interested to see how they're going to fix it. That's my big thing is how they're going to sort of go back and try and fix it or explain away some of the stuff that Ryan Johnson did, which I think is going to be hard. But I, you know, I think also think J.J. Abrams, you know, he does a good job with writing and kind of pulling that stuff apart and figuring out what he's got to do to make it come to a good resolution.
0: I think that's probably the the thing that we've been most critical about with this new trilogy was sort of the revelation that they kind of gave the movies to the directors and let them do their own things, and I think broadly they probably said, oh, well, this kind of thing needs to happen, and but you can do whatever you want. They didn't really outline things from what they wanted to do in 7, 8, 9, and you can you, I just mean broad story beats as to A goes to B goes to C by the time you get to the end of the third movie. They didn't really do that, and so you kind of have a, a tonal dissonance between Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. One thing that struck me, I, I recently, for whatever reason, recently, I, I watched Solo, and then I watched The Force Awakens, and then I watched The Last Jedi, and one thing that struck me between The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi was that Snoke really kind of is a completely different character from the first movie into the second one and I know we didn't see a lot of him in the first one but he doesn't seem quite as I don't know quite as big of an a-hole as he was in The Last Jedi and it seemed when I mean that is that I, I didn't feel I felt like that relationship with Kylo Ren well, it, it had that Emperor-Darth Vader dynamic to it. I felt like it was a little bit more of mentor-apprentice, whereas in The Last Jedi, it just felt completely antagonistic the whole time. Like, Kylo Ren was a disappointment, and he was a boy in a mask, and, and all that stuff. And I didn't necessarily get that from when I was watching The Force Awakens, so when you don't have consistency tonally in how characters are from movie to movie, that's a little bit of that, that's a that's a problem. But I think JJ J. Abrams, I have uh, I have faith in him that he'll be able to kind of resolve some of these things.
1: Exactly. And and I also have faith in him that, you know, with Carrie Fisher's passing, I still have faith and we've talked about this before, that he's gonna be able to put together a good performance for her. And um I have a feeling, you know, obviously This is going to be the end of this trilogy. And of course, I'm interested to see how it works out, how they're if they're ever going to have her pass away at the end of this movie or if they're going to keep her alive. I'm really intrigued by that to see how they're going to do it.
0: By that token, do you think uh, Lando makes this one makes it out of this one alive?
1: I hope so because I love him. I do too. And I was really disappointed that we didn't get more of him in this second trailer. Just a couple, like, just a so couple really reaction shots. Really disappointing because the first one we thought, oh man, we could have gotten more Lando. And I was really hoping that we would get more Lando in this trailer, but we didn't. Yeah, it's just more of Ray and the lightsaber, which I'm interested to see and know more about how she rebuilt it and she rebuilt it and it came out blue again so should be interesting
0: by the way when i built my lightsaber it has a green blade because the luke skywalker lightsaber from return of the jedi is my favorite one but
1: it is it is a good it is a good one
0: but yeah no that that'll be interesting and then i guess you know they they've done this with the other two trailers really but like we don't have any clue like what the story of this movie is going to be. They gave no hints as to kind of the broad plot of how things are going to go.
1: Exactly. We're going to have a lot of action, it looks like.
0: Yes, yes. But there
1: is no hint as to the plot.
0: We'll definitely have some lightsaber fights. We've got some chase scenes in there. We have a big fleet battle. There was that really cool shot with the Millennium Falcon and all those other ships. And there are people who are a lot smarter about Star Wars than me, who have gone through that like frame by frame. And there are a bunch of expanded universe nods to different ships that have been used throughout the movies and TV shows. Like they've got one of the ships from the Star Wars Rebels TV show. They've got, and I think they showed that one in Rogue One as well. They've got uh, <clears throat> like some of the, the Hammerhead Corvettes from Rogue One show up there. They've got just a bunch of the fighters and stuff. So... It's really neat, you know. This is supposed to wrap up all nine movies that have that have been done in what they call the Skywalker Saga. So, you know, we'll see what it is. I hope that you know Lando has a fairly decent role in it. Uh, one interesting thing: uh, there's a book um, coming out, and uh, the name, the title escapes me, uh, but it's it's part of Journey to the Rise of Skywalker, and. Uh, you know who's on the cover uh, of that? It's not a huge image, but on the cover of that book is uh, Wedge Antilles, an older really? Wedge Antilles, and apparently he plays a f- pretty big role in that novel. Huh? And I'm hoping that that means it doesn't have to be a big role.
1: But they bring him back.
0: But I'm hoping that means yeah. that Dennis Lawson will come back and give us a little bit of Wedge Antilles.
1: That would be really awesome. And I mean, God, Dennis Lawson, and that isn't that uh, Ewan McGregor's uncle? Yep the yeah the original wedge so that's really that would be very cool Very and cool.
0: he had resisted you know he's kind of one of those guys that
1: that's he, what i had heard that he had sort of resisted coming back and kind of playing up on that fame
0: yeah just just because you know it, it became one of those things where that's the only thing people ever want to talk about and that's what he
1: was most known for yeah, that's what
0: he's most known for and <laughs> um for some, for some of these actors like we've seen in that one documentary that we saw about a lot of the people that were behind the scenes in Star Wars and played minor characters some people embrace that and that becomes their whole life and they don't mind interacting with fans and signing I know, stuff oh
1: no they show up to all the Star Wars conventions and
0: and and then for some people it's just like Listen, I've done other stuff, I want to do other things, and I've done other things, and can we talk about something other than Star Wars? It was a job that I did, you know. Uh, But he's 72 years old now, and uh, I guess what was notable is that he came to Star Wars Celebration, uh, which he hadn't been for a long time, uh, like to any conventions or anything like that, and he came and he did an interview and talked about that, because we know that he was approached for a role in The Force Awakens, And he turned it down because I think uh, the part wasn't real huge. It was probably like a glorified cameo or whatever. And so he turned that down. But then a couple years later, he was at Star Wars Celebration. And he did interviews on the stage and stuff like that. So I'm kind of hoping like... Maybe a little bit of hindsight appreciation of, you know, the role and that people really want to have you back. Maybe they can throw him a couple lines and get him in there, get him a nice cameo.
1: Maybe he's having a little bit of a change of heart like Harrison Ford, you know. He's that's
0: that's what I thought Harrison of.
1: Harrison Ford, you know, he's gotten older. It's sort of like with Christopher Plummer. You know, Christopher Plummer was always trying to run away from the sound of music in that really famous role of Captain Van Trapp. And, uh, or Von Trapp, sorry. (laughs) And, uh, he always sort of just resented the sound of music, but now, you know, he's what in his eighties, something like that. And he has really embraced that as one of the best roles he ever did. And Harrison Ford did the same thing. You know, he always sort of ran from his star Wars fame, but when the force awakens came out, he really sort of decided to embrace it a little bit. Probably after they decided to kill him, he was probably more inclined to do so, but
0: <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> no, they, they, they did back a truckload of money up to Harrison Ford to get him to come back. But I, I do think, with all the media appearances and stuff, it seemed to me, and of course he's an actor so he, he could just be acting, but uh, it seemed to me he was genuinely yes. like... Uh, Excited to be in the movie and to do that And also probably generally excited that This will be the last time that I have to do this Because they did kill me at the end of the movie
1: They won't ask me to come back for anything else But
0: it seemed to me like in interviews and stuff That he was having some fun And was not quite the He's kind of gotten that reputation as being kind of surly as he's gotten older, and yeah. I didn't, I didn't see a whole lot of that. So, uh, Christopher Plummer, by the way, 89 years old. He'll turn 90 in December.
1: Holy crap! I mean, my first instinct was to go to the 90s, but I thought surely he's not that old. And he's wow. close. He's getting
0: there. Wow. He'll be there soon. Uh, of course, my favorite Christopher Plummer story is I saw him in King Lear in Stratford, Ontario, Canada, and. Uh, He took the the world's longest (laughs) ovation at the end with his hand raised in the air. And he's like, I'm not leaving the stage until you stand and give me an ovation. It's like, love me, love me, shower me with praise.
1: (laughs) We've laughed about that for years. Yeah,
0: it's one of my favorite, favorite memories. So anyway, that's sort of Rise of Skywalker. Any other thoughts? Uh, We didn't really see a whole lot of the new characters, just little glimpses here and there. Yeah. Didn't see Sith Troopers, which are the Red Storm Troopers. Mm -hmm. Uh, We did not see... Or at least they were they, they were very prominent. We also did not see the very mysterious Knights of Ren.
1: Oh, that's right, because everybody has been talking about whether or not the Knights of Ren will make an appearance in this. Especially now that Snoke is gone, you would think that Kylo Ren would want to consolidate his power, and part of that would probably be bringing out the Knights of Ren and yes. putting them more into motion. So.
0: Yeah, and there's a comic book series, uh, come a mini series that's going to come out about the time that uh, Rise of Skywalker launches, and it's it's all about like Ben Solo's origins and you know how he got into the Knights of Ren and all that stuff, and like they they released a cover the other day of the, I think the second issue of that, and it showed a slightly younger Luke Skywalker from what we saw in the Last Jedi. With a younger Ben Solo, and they were both wielding lightsabers, and they were fighting against the Knights of Ren
1: oh. together,
0: and one of them had a red lightsaber, which one thing that we haven't seen from the Knights of Ren is, in, in the in the images that we've seen of them in, in the visual dictionary and stuff, they don't look like they have, it looks like they don't have lightsabers very often. Uh, they kind of have conventional weapons. Uh, force pikes and and that sort of thing but uh yeah here's here's the cover i'll oh, wow. put a link into it but you've got the knights of wren here I you know they're they're dressed in black different kind of armor you've got luke skywalker here and then you've got a younger kylo ren uh going up against those guys
1: wow and he's got his um luke has his green lightsaber right on this cover, and it looks like Kylo Ren has the blue, but it's interesting.
0: But that that's interesting. That's the Kylo Ren comic book that's going to be coming out. So there was a lot of talk about wow. that in the in the Star Wars sphere. Uh, people interested in what was going on in that image on the comic book cover. We'll put a link to it in the description of the podcast. Uh, another Star Wars-related topic. Uh, we just watched the final trailer, I guess, probably, for The Mandalorian, which is the, the streaming... Uh, or the TV series coming from Disney Plus' streaming service, which launches on November the 12th. Uh, they are not going to do that Netflix style, so you can binge watch it. They're going to make sure that that's appointment television and release that like a in a slow-drip episode at a time type of format. Uh, hard to really tell what... Uh, kind of the same way with the Rise of Skywalker trailer. They do a good job of getting you into the world and giving you the flavor of you know, kind of how everything's going to work there without giving you specifics on what's actually going on. Yeah. Uh, the first trailer that we saw, it looked like he, the, the Mandalorian, who's the Pedro Pascal character, is given a, a task that maybe involves transporting a little girl or something like that. Uh, but this trailer didn't mention anything like that. We just had Werner Hor- Herzog talking and about his life, Better after the revolution and and all this stuff and just kind of monologuing to. Oh uh, man, I tell you, we're gonna
1: need some subtitles if I'm gonna have to listen to that guy. It's pretty bad.
0: Yeah, it. Uh, I understood him okay, but it, you had to really concentrate on that. Uh, I like it. The trailer starts with the uh, the Stormtrooper helmets on pikes, just to kind of let you know that, you know, the Empire's been defeated. You know, they also have uh, Imperial remnants around there. You've got Werner Herzog with uh, his faction. It looks like he's a former Imperial. We see, oh, Giancarlo Esposito, I believe we see. He looks like he's got some Death Troopers and some Stormtroopers with him as well. And so... Yeah, he's got a couple teammates it looks like uh in there and you just pretty much pretty much you've got a guy in Boba Fett armor running around uh doing <laughs> Boba Fett We things. don't
1: see his face the whole time.
0: Not the whole time. I'm and I'm wondering if they're going to maybe have him take the helmet off like at the the very last episode of the season and then you oh. see him more without it uh, maybe in seasons to come or maybe you never do. It would be it would be weird for me for them to cast somebody like Pedro Pascal to be in your show but never show his face. On the other hand, if an actor's committed enough to a role, they'll do that. Like, we saw
1: that in Frank.
0: The one also that I think of is one of the. This is. I, we'll try not to go too far down the rabbit hole. <laughs> but in the St- Sylvester Stallone Judge Dredd movie. Oh. Uh, a lot of people were upset because Judge Dredd takes his helmet off in that. Obviously you cast Sylvester Stallone, he's in that movie, he wants people to see his face because he's Sylvester Stallone. And the comic book that that's based on Judge Dredd never takes his helmet off. Okay. Okay. When they did a it wasn't a sequel, but when they did sort of a reboot with Carl Urban as Judge Dredd, he did not take the helmet off in that one. And you've got Carl Urban in there. And he would just he kept his helmet on the entire time in that movie because he was committed to, that, committed to that role because that's how the source material is. So, you know, it could be something like that with Pedro Pascal. And it could be that he takes his helmet off at the end of the first episode and it's just they are showing us shots uh, where he has his helmet on throughout the, the whole show. I, I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, there's an Ugnaught in there. I don't know if you saw that. He's a, the little creatures from uh, Cloud City. That run the carbon freezing chamber.
1: Oh, I don't remember seeing that. There's just
0: a quick shot of one of them sitting next to the Mandalorian. And there's a lot of people. Nick Nolte. We know Nick no- Nolte voices a character oh, in this show. Goodness. A lot of people think that he's going to voice the Ugnat, But we, we won't know the, the little pig man if he does that. Uh, also, I like the the name of his ship is the Crest, Which I think is a pretty cool name for a ship.
1: That is pretty cool.
0: And he obviously goes on some bounties, and bounty hunts, and gets a couple of guys and then freezes them in carbonite, like on the ship. He's got his own little carbon freezing thing on the ship. And I'm wondering if the little Ugnot character is like the expert in carbon freezing because they did that in Cloud City in and the Empire Strikes Back. And he
1: travels with him and goes on adventures with yeah, him. Yeah, and he's
0: like his, his tech, you know, his guy in the chair or something like that. I don't, huh. I don't know.
1: That would be kind of fun and... Interesting, <laughs> and it'd be kind of fun. I'm sure we'll probably see some uh, very good cameos.
0: I would imagine so. Would they've imagine. got a they've got a good cast in there, and but again, uh, and I don't I don't mind this, but they've done a uh, they they have not really told you anything about like what the plot of the show is. Like we're not really going to know what the show is until maybe some of the reviews come out and that first episode actually drops.
1: Disney's very good about making really interesting trailers, but not giving away anything.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, I mean, you don't know, is there some sort of quest in The Rise of Skywalker? What's what's the goal of the characters? Right now, you don't know other than, well, sounds like Palpatine's back. Someone's going to have to fight him. That's kind of the extent of our knowledge of what's going on in The Rise of Skywalker And as far as the Mandalorian is concerned, at least this first season of it, it's just kind of like, okay, this guy's a bounty hunter, and he's got a ship, and he teams up with some people, and he's doing some jobs for maybe some former Imperials. And I don't know if, like, the Werner Herzog character, if, you know, he's, like, gives him a job, and it involves going against the Giancarlo Esposito character. You know, because they're former Imperial types and they're, like, haggling over territory and resources. I don't know. I have no idea. But I do know at one point it looks like he kicks a lot of Stormtrooper butt. I don't know. But it, it looks cool. I love the look of it. Uh, you know, it's it's amazing to me. Of course, these are, these are a little different than network television. But it's amazing to me where, like, the effects and production design have gone to the streaming services and like these cable series because it's like it's pretty cool. It's like legit Star Wars level special effects and production design. And I also love the the it's not IG88, it's a different number. The number escapes me cuz I'm a bad Star Wars fan. But they've got the the IG88 looking droid that has like guns and swivels around and oh, shoots wow. things. So, yeah, I'm I'm really excited about the show. Uh, it, it'll be a great sort of hors d'oeuvre or appetizer for the Rise of Skywalker because they'll kind of be coming out simultaneously because we'll be getting the slow drip of Mandalorian episodes leading up to the Rise of Skywalker. Disney Plus launching November the 12th, ninety nine a month or I believe $70 a year. Pretty much uh, shut up and take my money as far as that's concerned.
1: <laughs> I thought that the other day when I walked into Petco. And I saw that they had their Christmas sweaters for dogs already out on the shelf, and I thought, "Damn it, Petco, just take my money, <laughs> just just rip it out of my wallet and stack it on the table."
0: I saw an ad on Facebook today, and I was gonna do it and just surprise you, but I'm like, I better ask because it's something that you could only wear like once a year. But like, you can do a customized pet Christmas sweater. You you you. Throw in a picture of your pop. They make like a drawing of it based on your picture. And then they'll have like Mary Palmas on it. And then you'd have Howie's face (gasps) on the Christmas sweater.
1: Oh, that is so cute.
0: But you could only really wear that between uh, Thanksgiving and the end of uh, the the new year or the beginning (laughs) of the new year.
1: What are you talking about? I'd wear it all the time.
0: Hey, yeah, you could, but people might look at you oddly.
1: Well, I'd just wear it around the house? I thought I
0: mean it's it's cool, but I also thought the price was a little steep, it was like 50 bucks.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: But no. It's a memory yes. that would last forever and you know, we got that really good picture of him kind of smiling with his tongue hanging down and I thought that would be a good good image to have them do a caricature of. It would be. But uh, so anyway, yeah, I don't. that's a random topic that has nothing to do with Star Wars. Now, let's launch into the main topic of the show, and that is Anne and Matt and their family go to Disney World. Now, this has been a trip that uh, my mom told us on that trip. She's wanted to go to Disney World since she's eight years old. Uh, it's taken her 60 years to get there. You can do the math. I'm not going to say it. Uh, <laughs> it's taken her 60 years to get there. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, she's got a pretty bad knee and she was on a a scooter for a lot of the time there because the walk, there's just so much walking that's involved there. But we had uh, a vacation I don't think we're ever going to forget.
1: Yeah, it was it was a really great time. It was a long week. It was exhausting, but so much fun. And I hope the kids had a good time. You know, we took three kids with us and it was it was a blast.
0: Yeah, our nieces, Elise and Riley, and our nephew, Luke, went with us. Uh, my brother, Greg, our sister-in-law, Kristen, and then my mom and dad, and, and then Anne and me. and, and uh, So it was a group of nine people trying to uh, corral and uh, wrangle a group of nine people at Disney World is, uh, is a tough task. <laughs> Takes some patience. Uh, Takes some short fuse moments uh, from various members of the traveling party. It's like a it's like an RPG out there. You got to keep your got to keep all your players together. But uh, you know, and it started. Uh, we had a like five thirty flight somewhere in there, mm-hmm. I believe, and uh, we needed to get to the airport. Uh, the shuttle to the airport. We stayed at a hotel in Plainfield, Indiana, and they have a shuttle service to the airport because it's not far from the airport. And we had to get up at 3 o'clock for the shuttle.
1: And we all, the best all right, part wait, of wait, this. I'm
0: sorry. We didn't have to be uh up at 3 o'clock for the shuttle. We had to be on the shuttle at 3 o'clock, which <laughs> means we had to be up at 2. I'm sorry, I misspoke.
1: <laughs> the best part of this was that the night before, we had all decided that we were going to get dressed. Take our showers, get dressed, put all our makeup on, everything. And just sleep in our clothes. It was so great. We all just went to bed in our clothes so we could just pop right out of bed. After a little nap, refresh.
0: We all figure when you're getting up at 2 o'clock in the morning, 5-10 uh, ten, ten minutes of extra sleep <laughs> helps.
1: It always does. But, of course, none of us could really sleep.
0: No, it was, that was...
1: Except uh, your dad. Your dad well, just snored. Oh, my
0: gosh. I mean, that that was tough because we we all went out to dinner at Cracker Barrel the night before. Um, we went to the hotel. And the wait was there was a long time because it was busy. And so we didn't get back to the hotel till quite a bit later, I think, than what we had all expected or had hoped. Maybe an hour or two, hour, hour and a half later than we had wanted. And then we all had to try to go to bed. And we were excited because we knew it was going to be fun. We're going to go to Disney World, but we also needed to sleep. Yeah. But we're in this hotel room. Uh, I'd like to see the bona fides on the queen-size beds that are <laughs> supposedly in the hotel rooms. I think it's just an inch... As I've joked with Ann several times on the trip, our hotel room in the Disney World Resort was the same way. Uh, I believe that those uh, queen-size beds are just one inch uh, wider than a full, just so they can call them queens.
1: (laughs) They were not uh, very spacious, that's for sure. And
0: of course, Ann and I transitioned into a king-size bed uh, not all that long ago. And I think we talked about that on the show. That It was a non-sponsor-sponsor of Nectar the 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 bed company, and uh, so you know we're used to right now we've we've used to the memory foam mattress and having like lots of real estate to move around and roll over and we did not have that uh, on that uh, that night that we were waiting to get to uh, get get our flight that was see that was Sunday night because we flew in Monday morning, and so you know that was that was rough I don't think anybody slept real well. Um, we got on a flight, and it was Riley's first time flying, I think, and Luke's first time. It was all their first time flying, uh, Luke, Elise, and and Riley. And uh, Luke was a little nervous about it. He doesn't like heights, so he he was a little nervous about it. Uh, but, you know, uh, he he was fine after the takeoff and everything. Uh, Anne and I, uh, our family sort of picked the back part of the plane, and so Anne and I, uh, Anne got shoved in the window seat, and there was not much space. And It was not a very comfortable flight to get there, but we did okay. Didn't we?
1: Yes, we did fine. (laughs) We did fine.
0: So we got to the Orlando International Airport. The flight was really quick and like an hour and 20 minutes or something like that. We were way, way, way ahead of schedule. And uh, then it was just like this. Madcap dash to find the Disney Magical Express, and we had no idea what we were doing, and the signs were sort of all over the place. And but we we did it, and we got there, and uh, got to we were the Port Orleans Riverside Resort is where we stayed, and uh, we could we checked in, which was a process that took a lot longer, especially when you consider that we didn't actually get to our rooms until the afternoon, and. Uh, We got on a bus for Epcot Center, and and, uh, by that time, we were all pretty tired because we'd been up for like nine hours at that point. So we kind of checked our schedule. We had a travel agent set up our stuff that was good with the new the Disney World uh, experience and set us up uh, with. They have what they're called fast passes that let you skip the line at certain rides, and you only get a few of them a day. And so uh, I do remember we walked around Epcot for a little bit and then it was close enough to lunchtime. We're like, we have all got to eat or we're going to die. (laughs) Yeah. So we, we ate at this place. Was that the Starlight place? The Starlight Cafe with the... Because it wasn't the... Cosmic Rays was the one with the the guy, the animatronic yes, guy. Yes, that's
1: right. It's the um, It was the Electric Umbrella. The
0: Electric Umbrella. That's what yeah. it was. The only thing I liked about... Uh, I had a beef brisket sandwich. Everybody else was like, the food was pretty not great. But uh, what I liked was that was one of the places that did have a fountain drink machine there. And uh, I just had like three glasses of Powerade. And then alarmingly didn't use the bathroom for several hours, which as Anne can tell you...
1: It's <laughs> surprising. It's surprising yes. because I use
0: the bathroom a lot. I have a world's smallest bladder... Uh, but that just was because it was hot. We were moving around a lot. I was sweating a lot. So I was, I was losing all of that, uh, all that liquid. So I needed to replenish it with that. I guess, you know, one thing we'll remember is that we had like zero help from the the staffer at the bus depot. Like you've got all these people from the Port Orleans Riverside Resort who are trying to get to the different parks. There's the Magic Kingdom, there's Animal Kingdom, there's Epcot and there's Hollywood Studios and you've got to presume that the people who are there, like the travelers, have no idea what they're doing, where they need to go. And you've got like this woman there who's sort of not really directing people, but kind of, but she's not talking very loud. Like we have no idea what we're supposed to do. We, we just kind of figured out, oh, a bus will eventually come to Epcot and we'll get on the bus to Epcot <laughs> and then um, it'll bring us back to the bring us back to the resort after we're done so we went on spaceship earth which is the the ride in the big epcot dome that you've seen on tv and stuff and that was cool it sort of st- told it the story of you know life on earth and and everything and then sort of gave you a glimpse into the future and i'll just remember that my brother was making like this goofy gesture at uh, the cameras when they took your picture. And at the end of the ride, they they envision for you, they ask you a series of questions, then they envision you for you what your future is going to be like. And then they use the picture that they'd taken of you during the ride <laughs> uh, to act it, it out. It's cute, pretty funny. A
1: very cute and unexpected yeah. surprise. It,
0: it was cute. It was fun. And that was like our first ride that we did. But what I will never remember forget about that is that it was pretty loud in there with the voiceover and stuff. Uh, But when they showed my brother's picture and he had this goofy gesture, he basically had like his hand over his face. He was kind of making a goofy gesture and that's how they captured his picture. (laughs) So all the pictures of him that they had superimposed in the ride had him making this goofy gesture in the picture. And he was laughing so loud. Like we could hear him. We could hear he was in the car behind us. We could hear him over the speaker's as they were explaining what the future was going to be like. And I, I will never forget that. That was really funny. Yeah,
1: that was fun.
0: Uh, the next thing we did was called Mission Earth. And it was like a, a, a space flight simulator. And they had it in two flavors. They had a green flavor that was kind of the more tame version. And the orange one that was just more intensive and threw you around a little bit more. Uh, Greg, Elise, and I went on the orange one. You skipped that ride, right? Because yes. of the motion. Uh, and can get a little motion sick sometimes. Um, and gets a little bit of vertigo, so she didn't want to go on that one. Uh, but the rest of the family went, like, in the green side, right?
1: Sounds fun,
0: yeah. And it was neat. They took you uh, basically on a mission to Mars. Uh, your, your flight crew had four people in it, like a navigator, a commander, a pilot, and an engineer. So Greg, Elise, and I were in there. There's four positions. There's only three of us. So Elise, being the smart one, uh, thankfully was like our navigator and pilot. So... Uh, she had a lot of buttons to press in order to get this mission off. Uh, I only had two buttons to press. I think I must have missed the one that was supposed to put us into hypersleep. Thankfully, it did <laughs> automatically. Uh, but the other one is I had the button to uh, open our wings when we opened uh, when we landed on Mars. And so, you know, Elise would tell us after we got out of the ride, uh, you know, how we wouldn't have, you know, she had to do everything because she was doing two jobs. And I was like, hey, hey, hey. Listen, I had to press the button to open the wings to land on Mars. We wouldn't have landed on Mars without me. I
1: thought she was gonna she, throttle I thought, you. She was gonna, I thought she was gonna. gonna <laughs> rain violent, uh, rain violently upon and me. She is a sweet girl. She would never rain violence on anyone. But man, she, she shot she thought you. The look it. of death. Yeah,
0: she she is not as amused by that as her she dad and not. I were.
1: Oh my goodness. Uh,
0: so that that was that was fun. And the thing about that ride, too, is they, they really did put you through some G-forces. They, they moved you around. They did make you feel like you'd launched out off Earth and everything. And when we got out of it, all of us were walking a little bit crooked uh, afterwards for the first few seconds. Because they, they really did do some, uh, you know, disoriented you just a little bit, spun you around, made you a little bit dizzy. Uh, but that was a cool ride, and then I think the third ride we did there was the Frozen Ever After ride.
1: That was which was neat. awesome.
0: I, I don't I, Frozen's okay. I I don't hate it. I'm not going to make fun of people who like it. Uh, I do think uh, Let It Go was overplayed as a song. But, uh, you know, I think it's a good movie. I've seen it a couple kids of... kids get seen it enjoyment once. out of
1: it, and, and that's like And kids important.
0: like it, and, that's, and, and our, our niece Riley likes it, so that's really all that matters. Oh, yeah. Uh, but they had some amazing animatronics that were part of that ride. I don't know how they did it. I have a feeling that the faces of the animatronics were really like an LED screen. I think they were. Uh, but the animated characters in that movie looked like the animated characters in the animatronic. I mean, they really... They were cartoon faces. It was, it was, it was, it was was, was amazing.
1: Well, and the little animatronic, uh, Olaf they had, he was like ice skating and doing all kinds of really cool stuff. And the effects in it were just really neat. It it was
0: amazing. At one point, I remember they sort of spun the boat around and then Elsa like pushes you and sends you backwards. With like
1: a wind gust. Yes. It was neat.
0: It was also nice and cold in that ride, which at that point (laughs) of the day (laughs) we we had all appreciated.
1: Yes. But, yeah, I think that, honestly, I think out of all the rides we went on at Disney, I think that was one of the coolest.
0: It, it was really neat. Like It was
1: neat. And not because it was cold in there, but because it was neat. Yeah,
0: no, it, it was just really neat how they, how they did. I was going to say it was cool, too, but I didn't want people to misconstrue that I meant the temperature it was cool, although that didn't hurt. <laughs> uh, but the animatronics were neat. Uh, also, uh, something that we can't necessarily say about some of the older rides that we went on, uh, the boat was comfortable. And had enough room for yes, everybody.
1: the boat was very comfortable, and there wasn't a lot of jostling. It was really meant for kids yeah, and family. Yeah, kind of a smooth it ride.
0: Was fun. Uh, after that, it was time for our first dinner, uh, family dinner of the trip, and this was uh, four of our five like family dinners that we had during the trip were character themed. Uh, this one was a princess party. That we had at this like Norwegian restaurant that was inspired by Frozen. We saw a bunch of princesses there. We saw Snow White. Aurora was there. Yep, we saw Belle. Was Belle there? Ariel. Ariel. Cinderella wasn't in that one though, was she? Yes, she was. Was Cinderella in that one? Yes,
1: Cinderella was there. And Matt was like, oh, you should have your picture taken with the princesses. And I was such a fangirl. I was like, they waved at me. That's all I care yeah.
0: about. <laughs> now, now Riley got her picture taken with every single one of them. She got the autographs. She I got the autographs. They, they wow. were so nice and gracious. They were all wonderful. And then they... Well, uh, they're
1: princesses.
0: Well, they're supposed to be, but they also have to do that like 90 times a day. So, you know, you got to be impressed that they're able to stick with it. <laughs> but... At at the end of that, after like dinner and stuff, they do a princess parade where they get all the little girls. And I think they had a couple little boys who participated in that parade as well. And they march them through the restaurant and make a big deal out of it. That was really cute. Yeah. And then they brought out the dessert plate. And that was, that was probably, that was by far our favorite dessert of the trip. It was a triple, triple uh, dessert sampler. And it had a dark chocolate mousse, it had a cinnamon apple. Caramel cinnamon, cinnamon apple. Uh, it was a, it was like a bread, like yeah, a. Yeah,
1: it was like apple bread.
0: Yeah, uh, it was amazing. And then uh, what looked like cottage cheese with blood on top of it was rice pudding <laughs> with uh, strawberry sauce. Um, but it, it actually was really good. Like, yes. we were a uh, surprising. Delicacy. We were very surprised by how good that was. It was very good. I had the Norwe- Norwegian meatballs uh, in that dish, and they were really good. At that restaurant, if you didn't want to order, like, the main entree stuff that's kind of international cuisine, you could order off the kids' menu, but they'd give you an adult portion. So, a couple people in our party, uh, specifically my father, Took advantage of that. Plus the kids. Uh, what what was the cutoff date for age? Was it eight? Was it eight? Is eight and over? Something like that. I can't remember if it was eight or nine. But if you're if you're over the age of nine, you're considered an adult at Disney World. So like Elise and Luke, when they would order off the quote unquote kids menu, they'd actually get the adult portion because Riley was the only child, technically speaking, that it's was part of our group.
1: It's interesting that they do that at Disney.
0: Yeah, because you know, they ask you, Oh, how many people in your party? Nine. How many are kids? Oh well we've got we've got three kids with us. Well, how are old are they? Well, you know, thirteen and eleven and five. Oh, so you have one child and eight adults. It's oh, very weird. <laughs> I guess we have one child and eight adults.
1: It's very strange.
0: So we uh we ate there and then we got on a bus back to the resort and finally got to our see our rooms and stuff because the thing that's nice about the Disney Magical Express is they take care of all the checking of the bags for you. They they take your bags and they check them, um, er, you've checked your bags obviously at the airport that you flew from. But then they just you you've tagged them with these Disney Magical Express things. They retrieve your luggage for you and they take it to your room. Anne had a bag. I had a bag. Mom had a bag. Dad had a bag. We had four bags in our room. Greg and their crew had pretty much two bags per person, and like we re- <laughs> we ran out of the yellow tags for the bags for those. Yeah. So we were getting a little, we were a little concerned, but everything made it back to the room. I mean, it's, I'm sure they don't get 100% right 100% of the time, but for us, it worked out really, really well. So we kind of learned the lay of the land about our resort, and when I say that, I say it sarcastically because I don't think I ever knew where I was going in that resort in any of the five days that we were stumbling around there. Like, I knew how to get to the bus depot, kind of, (laughs) and then I knew how to get back to the room, Kind well, of
1: I will say at least they had signs, but if you <laughs> we joked about this many times. If they ever Jurassic Parked those signs where they got spun around in the rains in the rain, it would be really hard to find our way back because everything looked the same. But it was a really nice resort.
0: Yeah, uh, it was uh, the Port quiet. Orleans Riverside and I mean it's it's kind of the it's one of them it's not the the cheapest one it's not the most expensive one it's kind of in between And one. it's a
1: good one for kids. It's good very one for kid kids. friendly. It had uh, like two pools and Yes. Yep, big water slide. Activities. I know that Luke
0: and the kids were a big big fans of the water slides at, at one of the the water parks they had there, or one of the pools they had. Because the, the kids rooms, went swimming a couple of times. The pools
1: weren't big, but they were very comfortable. I mean, because you're not going to be in the room. I mean,
0: that's the thing. Hardly you, you, at all,
1: except at night when you sleep.
0: You would look at the room and you'd be by, like, boy, this is a little bit of a Cracker Jack box. And you would be right about that. But on the other hand, you're going to spend like 12 to 15 hours of your day in the Disney World parks. You're not going to spend much time in your room. The only time that. Probably the, the two nights we spent the most time in our rooms, uh, Monday night because we, you know, had gotten up on an early flight and, you know, we were kind of slaves to our schedule that day. I kind of wish we had it to do all over again because sure. there are a couple rides we could have gone and stood in line for and, and gotten on them, and. You know, maybe had a little bit more A lot bit of it, it was, we there. were just so tired. So and tired. At Epcot,
1: though. But Epcot was so spread, spread out, out.
0: Very much so. And we
1: were so exhausted. It was like, yeah, we could go try and find other stuff to do. But it was like, it was too far to walk. Yeah, we just
0: <laughs> wanted to get back and, and get our things settled well, in our room. Make sure our bags got where they were supposed to plus get Plus, the Magic
1: Kingdom was, we had two days at the Magic yes. Kingdom. And so we were ready to get to bed yeah. and wake up and do that
0: because we, we knew i mean yeah epcot's neat and it's got stuff to do and everything but really the magic kingdom is is the thing that you really want to go and see we spent the most time in the room on monday night and then thursday night uh thursday night we'll get to that a little bit later but we took a shorter bit of a day on thursday night uh tuesday was our first day in the magic kingdom and we packed a ton of stuff into that particular day. Um, we started off with the carousel. The Prince Charming carousel. Yes Anne because had wanted to ride that I am, for like ever.
1: I am obsessed with carousels. And I have always wanted to ride the one at Disney World.
0: At this point too Anne was really having. Uh, she got a bad ankle. And it was really acting up on her. And we were going to try just a wheelchair. Do some pushing around. But that that was not going to fly. So we ended up renting a scooter. and But I, I think that was a good. I think that was a good move, made the trip better for everybody.
1: I I think it's great. I think, honestly, that is one thing I learned about myself on this trip. I mean, I'm not really self-conscious about riding a scooter. I mean, it doesn't bother me. But at the same time, I think I had to sort of convince myself that I needed it. Because six days, oh my God, that's so much walking, and by the end of it, I was glad that I did it. Cause we, I mean, you looked at your steps. I mean, you did what? Forty-two thousand something?
0: Uh, shoot, I had, I had it all. 42,000 steps. I averaged about eight point five miles of walking per day. I averaged eighteen thousand five hundred steps per day. The low end of that was thirteen thousand five hundred. That was on Monday. The high end of that was 23,500 steps on Friday in Hollywood Studios. Wow. And Hollywood Studios Day, I walked like 10 and a quarter miles on that particular day.
1: That one you also got up at like 5 a.m.
0: Yes, yes. Um, So we rode the carousel. We got Anna's scooter, which, you know, I tried to push her around for a bit, but I was... You know, I was just, uh, that I was, was not gonna work. sweating and it just, it wasn't going to work. So we did that. We had a, a, a morning meeting, meet and greet with Rapunzel and Tiana, Oh yes, which we had all thought was actually a breakfast we and We were very was disappointed not. when
1: it wasn't. <laughs> but the princesses were nice. We enjoyed seeing them.
0: And the pictures turned out great with the kids. And that's really the reason we went. Um, we went to Maurice's workshop for a fast pass to Enchanted Tales with Belle.
1: That was so cool. Which was really
0: cool. They sort of uh, bring the audience in and transport them to the to the Beast's castle, and you go and you act out the story of uh, Beauty and the Beast. My my brother got to be a suit of armor, so he was a noble armored soldier, <laughs> and little Riley got to be Mrs. Potts. Yes. Uh, during that. And it was cool. And then, um, I th- did they, they let the kids get their pictures taken with Belle? Yes. 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 The
1: kids got their pictures taken with Belle, and they got like a little bookmark souvenir. That's right. It's if really they participated
0: cute. in the, the play, which a lot of the kids did, then they got a, a special bookmark uh, from Belle, who you'll recall likes to read. And so we, we liked that one. Uh, lunch was at Starlight Ray's Cosmic Cafe, uh, which I actually really liked. We I had, did too. We had the footlong hot dogs there, and
1: it was very cool. You had like this animatronic alien, yeah, yeah, who was basically like a lounge singer with on a piano keyboard, who was like singing songs and just kind of doing his thing, and it was really fun. I, I liked could see.
0: It. I could see that if you were in that for more than forty-five minutes or an hour, that
1: it could get a little. It old. could get a little
0: old. <laughs> But uh, it was nice and cool in there. We found a place to sit. My dad got up and danced with Riley, which maybe has happened Aww. other two other occasions Very in my cute. life. And uh, we had footlong hot dogs that were almost impossible to finish. You had, what, yours was mac and cheese. Oh, mine had mac and cheese on top of it,
1: and it was magnificent.
0: And I had uh, chili ch- a chili cheese dog. Uh, the drawback with Starlight Ray's Cosmic Cafe was that the drink machine was not available for you to get refills at, so you had to pace yourself yeah. with with the drink. But yeah, that's okay. I liked it. I'm not sure everybody else liked it, but the the chili foot long chili cheese dog was <laughs> It amazing. was on point. And I, I had a hard time finishing it, but I actually almost accomplished it. After that, we went on uh, Under the Sea, Story of the Little Mermaid, which was kind of just this little... It sort of reminded me... It wasn't as cool as, but reminded me a little bit of the Frozen ride. Just kind of a little thing you got in. Fairly gentle ride. Like a little
1: clamshell It takes yeah. you through the Story of yeah. the Little Mermaid. That was really cool. Although I will say that I liked the Peter Pan ride better.
0: Yeah, me. yeah. Peter yeah. Pan was really cool. We took a break to the Hall of Presidents, which is something that I know that my mom and Anne both wanted to see. It was really neat. We needed that too because it was air conditioned, and you know we had a place to sit for a while, and that was nice. Uh, the animatronics are amazing there. I loved it when they were because they do they go through and not every president speaks, but they do introduce every president, and it's pretty neat because uh, they're all sort of sitting up there in the stage on the stage, and like when they say their name, they would acknowledge they would nod their head or they would you know sort of make a little bit of a gesture and you could see some of them had their legs crossed and their feet would kind of you know move, move like yeah real they had
1: kind of like little idiosyncrasies yeah
0: little idiosyncrasies we like that uh we went to the uh you know it's a small world and uh, oh my gosh i do... thought we
1: were going to be in that boat going around in a circle forever because it
0: lasted a while
1: it did. And of course, the boat, I think that was probably the most uncomfortable it was. boat. Yeah, it's an old ride. We rode so on.
0: It could use a refresh on the boats, I think.
1: It was just so low. Even Matt, when we got in, he goes, It's a low rider. <laughs> he goes, It's a low rider. Because, <laughs> I mean, you sit, but then you're like, Sit. <laughs> it, like, you go farther down than you expect. So.
0: We did Pirates of the Caribbean, which Luke really liked. Oh, that was neat. And it was neat.
1: And it was very cool. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see the original Pirates of the Caribbean when it was still around. But, you know, I think it's kind of cool that they were able to update it with the Johnny Depp characters and the other characters from the Pirates of the Caribbean. I think that's really neat that they did that.
0: And I I did not expect. uh, They had kind of this uh, blind drop that. You do in that one with a li- not not a huge splash, but a little bit of a splash, and that was kind of neat because it goes all dark, and then you go down this thing, and then when you come out, it's like cannons are blazing because these two ships are having a fight. Yeah, and and it, that was cool. Uh, I I really liked it. I don't know if uh, I know Luke did. I don't know how much other people. I don't enjoyed think
1: it. Riley liked it, no, but I, I, I don't think, think your mom so and I think most people are. I think we liked it. General consensus was it was good.
0: Uh, we did the Dumbo, the flying elephant ride, which is just a little car that you get in and it raises you up and spins you around. And I you think some of those height. old
1: rides were the most fun. Like we loved the Dumbo ride. I love Dumbo. Loved the teacup ride. Yes,
0: yes. Uh, we did Dumbo, and then several of us went on after Dumbo. And we only did Dumbo the one time because there was a little bit of a line at Dumbo. And we some of the rides you could get in and go right out and do them again. But Dumbo, I think, since it's a classic ride, I think a lot of people wanted to do it. After that, uh, some of us went on the Barnstormer, which is a little kind of kiddie roller coaster. Now, Ann didn't go and Luke didn't go because Ann doesn't really like roller coasters. Uh, and neither does Luke. Doesn't like heights and stuff. But uh, Riley loved that thing. It was a great little roller coaster. I kind of wish we'd have gone on it again. But after that, we went to the Mad Tea Party, which is the spinning teacups. And oh my goodness, it's a good thing. I think the Adams family <laughs> almost broke that ride. There was no line there, so we you could go fun. you could go ride that spin in the teacups, then just run right back around the line and get right back on in like five minutes. And there were very few things at Disney World during our trip because this was a fall break for uh for our nieces and nephew and it was fall break for a lot of people so they were pretty busy for a weekday. So there weren't a lot of things that you could just go and ride, but that was one of them. And the first time uh I rode it 3 times. First two times I rode with Ann. The first time we did it, I did some I did some spinning. Uh, cuz you can kind of control your spin. You did some spin.
1: quality spin. And
0: did some quality spin. The second time, I was really easy on you. I said I would be and I was cuz Ann doesn't like Spin, as I said, vertigo can sometimes get her a little bit. The third time I went through, I decided (laughs) to go with my brother, Greg. And we got on that thing and we just tried to rip that thing as fast as we could go. And so you got this like wheel that you turn to spin your teacup and like, you know, he's spinning it and then I'm just spinning it like hand over hand over hand and we're just going round and round and round and round and, round and just laughing maniacally. We got it's one of the best
1: great, we got some great video of you guys. You guys are like really just crazy. One of,
0: one of the best things I will remember from that trip is just my brother and I just going nuts <laughs> with that spinner and so you know it, it's little things like that you know that's not a major ride that's not something you stand in line for three hours for and and that is a uh, has huge drops and splashes and stuff like that but that was a really fun ride like we were hoping, because there are some rides that are sort of derivatives of other rides, like Aladdin's, the Magic Carpets of Aladdin is similar to the Dumbo ride. The Astro Orbiter is similar to the Dumbo ride. The Triceratops spin is similar to the Dumbo ride. We were hoping to find something that was kind of like the teacup somewhere else. We really only found the one, the alien spinner in um, Toy Story Land. It was in Toy Story Land, and it, it was kind of a spin thing. It was a spin thing, but you didn't control your spin on that one. They spun you. But, yeah, we, we, we loved the Mad Tea Party. Uh, we got on board the Magic Carpets of Aladdin, which was similar to the Dumbo ride. There was – how could you get – we got a little bit wet on that one. They had those fountains in that one, like at the – I got wet on that ride. Uh, not not like, like we did on Splash Mountain. <laughs> but I, I guess they had those fountains at the bottom that spit water. So if you lowered the oh, water. Oh, it was the
1: camel. The camel, they they had yeah. They camels, two camels. Yeah. And there was one that spit on you like when you were going on the ride. And there was another one that spit on you when you're just walking by on the outside.
0: So I, I got a little bit, like I said, it wasn't huge, a little bit of spray from that one. Uh, then it was time for dinner. We went to Chef Mickey's at the Contemporary Resort, which was just a short walk away from the park, if you'll remember, and the short walk of... 25 minutes oh my lord like it's right in there you shouldn't shouldn't take but after a, bus. a
1: long day it was just like and more so for you guys i mean your mom and i had a scooter but at the same time it was still a long walk. well i
0: think at that point because we'd gotten the scooter for you at magic kingdom you had to turn in the scooter so you had to so walk. i did have to you walk. did walk i know that, that
1: but i'm just saying well i see what else, you're saying we, we'd walked around all, walked day. all day you only had to
0: walk from yeah. the the thing to the yeah yeah i see what you're saying
1: but it was still a lot of walking
0: a lot of walking uh, we got there early for our reservation, and we got seated late for a reservation. Like, at that point, I had 10% of my battery left. I had been the one who'd gone to check up to the desk, so I gave them my phone number to text us when our reservation was ready. I had my phone on extreme power-saving mode because I was afraid it was going to, you know, <laughs> go out before we got the message. It's the a little message. anxiety. So, and there was not... There was not much of a waiting room to sit down on. It had already been uh, overrun by other people, so I was sitting on the floor. They did have very good, nice, cold water in that place. I will, I will give them that. Uh, it took us forever to get seated. That place was chaotic. Of, yeah. of the places we ate at, I mean, the, the Norwegian place was busy, but that was a table service place, and so it didn't feel busy. But Chef Mickey's was a zoo. It was. Uh, There. It was busy. Um, Mickey and Donald Duck and Goofy and many, I think, came around to the table, took pictures and stuff. They had a buffet set up. The sweet and sour chicken was amazing.
1: That was a big hit. Uh,
0: The roasted barbecue chicken was also quite good. Uh, Ann was not a fan of the dessert cannoli. you didn't like the filling.
1: But all in all, the buffet was really good.
0: Yeah. Uh, Dad dad loved the roast beef or the uh, prime rib that they served at that one. But it, it just kind of felt like it was all over the place. Mm. Not not well organized and stuff. Yeah. I just think they were overloaded with people. Sure. I, you know. But what was cool about that was we kept seeing the monorail and we're like, boy, it'd be kind of fun to ride the monorail. And as we were trying to get back to uh, our resort for the night, uh, the guys there had suggested to us that instead of going back to the Magic Kingdom and taking and waiting for what was probably going to be a fairly crowded bus then maybe you should take the monorail. Oh, yes, because
1: that was the night of the Halloween party at
0: Disneyland. Right, switch switch the train over to Epcot Center and then get on a bus from Epcot to, you know, Port Orleans. So we did that, and that meant we got to ride the monorail. Yeah, that was neat. Which was really cool.
1: That was very neat. Uh,
0: The unfortunate part of that was then they couldn't get Mom's scooter on that bus, so Mm -hmm. we sort of separated. Greg stayed back with Mom on that one and then when they got the scooter off the bus at the depot at Port Orleans they couldn't get the scooter to go and so we had to like leave mom's scooter there overnight and we called the place and they tagged it and stuff and then when we got there at the west depot in the morning what we found out was that the guy that had taken the scooter off helped the driver that had helped her take the scooter off the bus had left it in neutral so when you were trying to get the, the scooter to go, it, it wouldn't go anywhere because it was in neutral. I'm glad we were able to figure that out because mom thought she was going to have to either give up on that day or wait until they got her a new scooter. So we, we were fortunate. But I do remember the guy that drove us was this very nice bald British man.
1: Yes. Yeah, he was good.
0: And then on the way back to the rooms that night, I believe it was, we ran into some people who had some fast passes. Do you remember how that how that went down?
1: Yeah, we were, well, it was uh, your dad and Kristen and the kids and I. And I think you had, I can't remember what you were doing. I don't remember if you were with us or what you were doing. I might
0: have been wandering aimlessly around trying to lead the party back to the, so. to, to the resort room.
1: But this really nice man, he had said that, there were uh, some tickets he had given us, he gave us some tickets, asked us, you know, if we were going to the Magic Kingdom, and we had said yes, that we had one more day. And he said, well, he said, we're leaving in another day or so, and we have these extra fast passes left, and we weren't able to use them. Because, and they were only
0: good at Magic Kingdom.
1: Yes. And he basically, I think he had insinuated that one of the rides that they had wanted to ride... Had
0: been down. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: they ended up getting fast passes for something else. But they weren't going to be able to use them, so they gave them to us, which was very nice. And I think you used it to ride Space Mountain. Yep,
0: I got to ride Space Mountain twice the next day, uh, thanks to those Fast Passes. Uh, for, for Wednesday, we wore, we all had matching t-shirts. Uh, yes. Guys had Mickey Mouse and girls had Minnie Mouse that said, Adam's Family Vacation on them. Uh, we got some great pictures of that uh, that is really cool. Uh, We started the day off in Tomorrowland. We rode the Carousel of Progress, which I think probably is a little kitschy, but it was cool. I loved it.
1: I thought it was neat. I know. I'm weird. I like those animatronic things, though. I think they're so fun.
0: I suppose we didn't really do our homework, but for a few minutes, some of us thought it was an actual carousel, like an indoor carousel. (coughs) Your dad. Yeah. Um, whereas it's a very classic <laughs> Disney ride that takes you through different eras of technology to see how the, the world has changed.
1: Which, uh, do you remember which expo they, they did it? They did it at like a world's fair or one of I the I just Expos. remember that it, it was like a
0: world's fair. That's they all I remember. They
1: debuted it. I wanted to say it was in the sixties. Yeah. Maybe. It
0: had to have been somewhere in there. They said, and then I, cause they had a little you monologue it out. about it and I just, <laughs> there's so much to remember. I, I, I forgot. Um, I do remember that we, Mom and Ann parked their scooters next to the ride, and then when we came out, they had moved the scooters, and we all had a moment of panic. Uh, they did have a scooter parking section, I guess, and but they weren't real clear about where they were directing us, and then I thought we were all going to get hauled off to Disney jail for, like, parking the scooters illegally.
1: <laughs> God love them. This lady was like... Over by the orange wall, and we're like, there's like three orange walls in here, and
0: one of them moves, so like, right.
1: which orange wall are we supposed to park next to?
0: And we were lucky, because when we were getting out of the Carousel of Progress, Dad just happened to see this guy, like, moving pulling our a scooter, scooters, moving yeah. the scooter along, so we were able to find those. After that, there wasn't much of a line for the Astro Orbiter, which is a version of the Dumbo Flying Elephant ride, pretty much. Uh, except it's rocket themed and it sits up high. You have to take an elevator to get up to it, so you get a really oh. cool overview of Tomorrowland. But those cars are from like the 1960s. They oh are not gosh. built for people of our size. They were hard to get in and out of, and Anne pretty much wrenched her back trying to get out of the oh, out of the car. It's
1: it was low sitting and it's just not meant for tall people. No, it's not
0: very wide. It's not uh it doesn't have much leg room and uh, I really wish we had not. I was uh, fine on it. Uh I was not fine on it, but like I was able to get in and out with some wrangling, but Ann had a real hard time getting out of that even with some help. I wish that you had not ridden that ride. I think you'd have had a better day on Wednesday. Yeah. If you had. I was
1: uh, I was okay by Thursday, but Man, Wednesday, I'm glad I had my scooter because man, I really hit something in my lower back that just did not work out.
0: Yeah, while Anne tried to heal herself magically, the rest of us went on the Tomorrowland People Mover, which was (laughs) this uh, little little open car train that goes all around Tomorrowland. It actually takes you cool. It was cool. I think you would have liked it. Um, It takes you through. You get to see inside Space Mountain. Uh, you, you get to see a a lot of the different rides and stuff from like a bird's eye view and it's, it's cool. It's, it's nice. Uh, it doesn't go real, really fast, but you get a nice little breeze and it's just a nice little mellow ride. So I like that. I mean, it's, it's, it wasn't the greatest ride ever, but again, as, as my dad uh, pointed out several times during the trip, when we were riding some of the kiddie rides, he was kind of like, I would rather be riding something than standing around or sitting around or just walking. So Uh, Then we went on the Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin, which was a fast pass ride. It was a shooting gallery. I started out hot in that one. Like, I was doing really well. I, like, reached 7,000 really fast. (laughs) And then uh, I barely broke uh, 20,000 on that one. Uh, Greg got, like, I forget what he got, but he pretty much doubled my score, uh, even though I had gotten out to this big thing. But it it was neat. It was just, like, you were part of the, the... You're a space ranger like Buzz Lightyear, and you're fighting Emperor Zurg, so you're looking for these little Z targets. Did you get on that one? No, I did not. You did not get on that one. Um, You know, it it was cool. We got some neat pictures from that. Uh, I think Dad really liked that ride, but of course Dad would like a shooting gallery ride. (laughs) Um, Space Mountain, which I had really wanted to ride, was closed for six hours on Wednesday, Mm. and that was too bad because I'm like, you know what? We're only probably going to be here once in my life. Um, if I could go on space mountain, I'd really like to, and I'll even stand in line for a couple hours if I have to, the, but it, it wasn't open, but that was fortuitous. And we'll get to that in a minute. Um, because that ride was closed, a lot of people got fast passes to some other rides, bigger thunder mountain railroad, and also splash mountain. So that section of the park, those rides are like right next to each other. That section of the park was crazy with people because they all had fast passes, uh, we really liked Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Again, you and Luke uh, opted to not get on that one. That's correct. Uh, but Riley, uh, the littlest Adams. I bet she had she a She loved that one. She was like riding the ride she with She is so hands brave. Little, little I tell you,
1: she is hilarious. Little daredevil.
0: Uh And then uh, after that, uh, our next fast pass was for <laughs> Splash Mountain. That was
1: such a great ride.
0: Which was wonderful, it's a log ride, uh, it has some gentle parts in it, and, and then you go up a little incline, and then they drop you, and then you go up another incline, it's a little bit higher, and they drop you, then you go up on the big incline, and they drop you, and everybody gets and wet. it's a major vertical drop. Yeah, I mean, major like, vertical drop. Big. Um, Luke does not like heights, as we discussed, so he was terrified on that ride in the back. Um... Mom and Dad somehow ended up in the front. Mom does not like heights either. That's probably where Luke gets it from.
1: When we were when we were in the lady that was there was so sweet. She was like trying to get us all to go into different line sections. (laughs) And she goes, she goes now three there, two there, three there. And I just know that when we got in the second part, I couldn't really see very well because like the logs are kind of below the platform. And then I realized that you're, when I realized your parents were up front, I remember I said, I think Kristen realized at the same time I did. And we were both like, you do realize that you're sitting in front, Fonda. And she was like, oh, because I was like, I don't know if Riley should be sitting in the front. And they moved Riley to the back yeah. with Kristen, but but Fonda was like, "Can I go to the back?"
0: <laughs> we should have traded Rose with mom. We should have. We
1: should have. And, I th- and well, it was sort row. of too late by yeah. then. We couldn't really get out. But there's
0: so- when you get on the right, it's sort of the inevitability of oh, this is where I am. <laughs> uh, but but Splash Mountain was great. The picture, the family picture of that is terrific. Yeah, the picture from that was great. Mom, Dad, and I all kind of have the same like. Mom actually looks like she's having fun on that. She does. Uh, they do the look like
1: they're having fun.
0: And we all have the same expression. Anne's kind of like almost not looking. Elise has a poncho on, so she's kind of off to the side. Greg's just like, yeah, oh, this is a ride. And Luke is turning away. But then there's little Riley, the littlest Adams, <laughs> With her hands with up. With her hands there. up. She's the only one in the picture who has their hands up. <laughs>
1: she looks like she's having the best time. Oh, golly. It's,
0: I know that it was our sister-in-law Kristen's favorite photo from vacation. It was pretty hilarious. Because it, it was pretty good. Um, we ended up uh, going and getting an orange cream soda float, mm-hmm. uh, which was really good. And I bought one from mom. And then I was like, I hope she gets here soon because it's going to melt if she doesn't. And then I'm going to have to drink this second one and it's going to make me sick.
1: I think that was when you guys went to the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse. Yes, House. that was
0: right before that.
1: And the less abled, we went to the tiki room. Right,
0: which is something Anne has always wanted to do.
1: So we went to the tiki room. I think your mom and dad really liked it. They especially liked the fact that we were sitting during the was animatronic it I, was it, bird presentation. Was it cool in there? It was, and it was neat because they had, like, the the tiki, the logs started singing, and the birds were singing. It was really cute, so we had a good did time. It, did it
0: have much of a line?
1: Oh, gosh, no. It's almost like – it was sort of like the Hall of Presidents where you just kind of go you in. Kind like go in theater. and they have a show time and then everybody yeah. goes in. It was sort okay. of like a theater, and I think it's really one of the only one shows in the park, I think, that stops running at, like, 5 o'clock. Okay, okay. So. But, and.
0: and Tiki room had been mentioned as one of the things Anna had wanted to do there, and we were. I was glad that she was able to go, and then some of us went through the Swiss Family Robinson treehouse, which Anna would have liked to have seen, but there were a lot of steps, and uh, there was really not a whole lot to see in it. It was cool to go through. And it was
1: unclear about the wait time, so we yes. I was kind of like, well, we'll just go through the tiki room
0: we went through it and we got through it in like 10 or 15 minutes and
1: your mom and dad enjoyed going because it got us out of the sun because we yeah were gone, the sun was well, pretty what brutal can we that do day. to get out of the sun but and then you had one of those floats waiting for us when we got yes
0: back. and then you guys had gotten back from the tiki room just as i was like oh my gosh i'm gonna have to eat another orange soda <laughs> float before
1: it sort of reminded me of the time that i got the uh, that <laughs> that banana split at uh at uh, Ritter's. Oh yeah, and it was like super hot outside, and we were, and we only were like ten minutes. Yeah, it doesn't from take long to get home. But that night, it was like it took forever to get home. It felt like, and the banana split was starting to melt. Melting. They didn't yep. put a lid on it, and so it was starting to melt. And Matt was like trying to like lick it up, and like he was like at one point was like drinking out of the side of it to keep it from like spilling <laughs> over onto his his shirt and stuff. And I'm like, what are you doing? And he was like, This is what did you say? This is an
0: emergency. I take no pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) It's an emergency. I take no pleasure in this. (laughs) It was so great. Just the look of sheer
1: panic on your face as you were saying that was and then
0: that night we went to the Grand Floridian Resort. That was a beautiful hotel. And And we got to take a boat. Even uh, more fun,
1: we got to take a boat.
0: And that was Cinderella and her family, and that was a really or it was a buffet again,
1: and that w- I think that was probably some of the best food we'd had. It
0: was very well organized. I'm trying to think of what I ate there i d- I ate kind of light at that one. We
1: were so hungry, I don't think we even cared.
0: <laughs> there was probably you do a lot
1: of walking and you get really hungry. Man. There
0: was something from the chicken family there. I'm pretty sure that I had, and yeah, I had a lot of chicken. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> Had Rice Krispie treats for dessert. I do remember that was that. a
1: very good buffet.
0: Um, but the Cinderella was really neat. The Prince Charming was really good in that one. The one of the st- they brought out the step- stepsisters, Cinderella stepsisters. And one of them was really loud, like obnoxiously loud.
1: Then <laughs> that little girl behind us, like she Oh had- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she had gone to get a plate from the buffet and she had kinda gone around our table to get to the table behind us and I just remember I was sort of sitting a little bit sideways because I think one of the characters had come. they yeah, were just trying was, to make sure that they yeah, had was room talking, to go through. Was talking to yeah. Riley and stuff, and so and all of a sudden this girl, like this lady, made her entrance. I think it was Drusilla.
0: I sure. Anastasia
1: was uh, is the redheaded one. So Drusilla was the dark. Hit- okay, so it was Drusilla, and she came through the door and she let out this maniacal. Cackling laugh of some sort and scream like a scream, basically. It sounded like a banshee. And this girl, I swear to God, this little girl just like stopped.
0: Yeah, she was, <laughs> she was like, "What like, is going her on?" Eyes
1: wide and like deer's in a deer in a headlight. She was just like, "What the?" F-? I need an adult. I she need did. an adult. She was like, I don't know what's going on. She was very scared. I was really surprised she didn't drop her plate.
0: Yeah, because yeah, she, she did. She froze. She was just she like did. in mid. <laughs> she
1: did freeze. She didn't move for like 25 seconds. And Matt was like, he goes, do you think she's okay? I'm like, yeah, I think she's okay. It was great.
0: But they they all stopped by the table. They signed Riley's autograph yes. book and took pictures with her. Cinderella was very gracious. Prince Charming was very gracious. Uh, at some point, did they try to get everybody to get up and dance? Yes, At, at they one did. point? They did, and We yeah. we, we, weren't we, were <laughs> and we weren't having any of that. We were too tired. We weren't having uh, any of oh. that. And at that point, we had really, I had given serious consideration to just after the dinner. Yes. Uh, going back to the room. I did too. Uh, this was day three. Um, we were getting pretty tired. Uh, but uh, as we were on the boat to get back to the Magic Kingdom to get to the bus depot to go back to the resort. I checked the app. Space Mountain had reopened. I'm like, I really want to ride Space Mountain. I'll go stand in line for it for like an hour or whatever, and then I can come back. Nobody has to go with me. I just want to ride it. And Kristen brought up the fast passes that we had gotten from the night before, which we knew about, but we'd kind of forgotten about. This is going to be our last day in the Magic Kingdom, so if we were going to use those fast passes, this was the night that we we, we would have to use them or we'd have to give them to, to somebody else. So we decided, Greg's like, you know, what? I'd like to ride Space Mountain as well. So let's take our fast passes over there, see if they'll take them, and we'll go ride Space Mountain. We left you guys to your own devices, and Greg and I walked over to Tomorrowland where Space Mountain was and uh, showed the they had a long line there because remember that ride had been closed for 6 hours they'd given fast passes to those people for other rides and then they got their fast passes new fast passes to go on space mountain because they'd been scheduled uh, fast passes are scheduled like you have a fast pass from 2 say 2:15 to 3:15 as long as you got in line between those hours then you could get in the fast pass line otherwise you'd have to wait in the standby line so anyway, they had this long fast pass line of people, and we just showed our little uh, slips to the the people, the, the workers there, and like, oh, yeah, you're, you're, you're fine. You just go through the fast pass line here and just give them to the, the people when they're seating you, and they'll take your fast pass. So we did. We stood in line for like 10 minutes for Space Mountain, and wow, that is a wild ride. It's about three, three and a half minutes or so. Uh, it's It's indoors. It's an indoor roller coaster. It's dark. Um, they project like space, uh, stars and stuff on the, but not like in a stupid way. It looks needs like a a legit, like star Wars space, uh, Vista above. And it, it's fast. Uh, it's got twists. I don't think it has any loops or anything like that, but it does a lot of, a lot of side to side, you know, stuff like that. Uh, I don't think, I don't recall any corkscrews or anything like that, but it's fast and it's fun. So Greg and I went through that and um at the very end of the ride right before we could debark uh there was some sort of delay or something in getting us out of the cars and so we didn't get to see our pictures on the ride but for some reason like if you go to Disney World you get a magic band that you uh connect to your card and that's how you to your credit card and that's how you pay for everything so uh, when you go to a ride and you get your picture there, then you can put your magic band, tap it against the screen, and it'll assign that picture to your account. Well, when Greg and I went on Space Mountain, we didn't ever see our picture on Space Mountain. Yet, like, the next day, the picture of us on Space Mountain showed up on our account, and we're it's just like... Twilight Zone. We're like, back away slowly. <laughs> um, so we still had the one fast pass, and I hated to waste it so... It was a great ride. Space Mountain was a great roller coaster. So I went back through the Fast Pass line and rode it by myself again. I didn't have to stand in line for too long. And then, since I was what they call a single rider, sometimes (laughs) it's like the seat fillers at the Oscars or the Tony Awards. They just need people to fill seats so they're not running empty cars. So if you're a single rider, you also get to hop the line. So I had I got to hop way past everybody again and just fill uh, one of the cars so that they had people running a full full load since they were trying to get people you know through that ride. So I got to ride that ride a second time, and it was fantastic. How fun. Uh, this time there was no delay in getting off of the thing, so then I saw my picture up on the screen and put it on my Magic Band, and that one showed up right away. But the one with Greg and me that showed up the next day, we're still like, it's alive. The app is alive and it knows where we live <laughs> and who we are and what our favorite movie is. Oh. But uh, so that was cool. Uh, after that, I went and got a Powerade, which I probably, would you say I had like 15 Powerades on the oh, trip? Oh yeah,
1: we drank, you drank a lot of Powerade. drank a lot of
0: Powerade. And that, it's a Coca-Cola, uh, Coca-Cola services Disney World. I would say
1: that Powerade is sort of our non-sponsor sponsor for this probably episode. Probably the non-sponsor sponsor <laughs> of
0: the episode and of the trip. Uh, I, when we went to the, the electric umbrella and they had the unlimited refills, I had like three Powerades there. Uh, when we went to the vending machine at the resort, I had a Powerade. I got Powerades from that. I got Powerades, uh, all throughout the day. Um, several times that was like my drink of choice just because I was, I sweat, it was hot. It was in the nineties on several of the days and humid. I sweat a lot and I had to replenish a lot and that just tasted so good. Uh, But I got the thing that was great about going into the gift shop after Space Mountain to get it was that for most of the trip, I had been relegated to the blue Powerade, which don't get me wrong. I love the blue Powerade, but I've also had enough blue Powerade that I was probably capable of peeing a light blue at that time. (laughs) I was able to get the red one and that that was great. So the family had decided that night to stay for the light show that they do against the Cinderella Castle. And it took a little while for me to find my family, even though I was right in the vicinity where they were. It's just this crush of people.
1: And it, I probably didn't help, that I said, we're over by the fountain where, with the person selling balloons. And, and he's balloons like, people there's selling balloons people, everywhere. There's
0: balloons everywhere. <laughs> balloon people are everywhere everywhere <laughs> near the fountain selling balloons. Uh, Finally, uh, my mom's like, I'm going to turn the light on my phone and wave it. And then I see this little uh, light in the <laughs> distance and was able to find everybody.
1: I feel like there should be some inspirational music when you say yeah. that.
0: Yeah, there should have been. Uh, it, it was an aha moment. And so we stood, my feet were killing me. Oh at that my point.
1: gosh. I really wish that we had, oh.
0: there are a lot, the light show was neat. I'm not sure it was worth the but it's pain hard
1: because it was hard because while you were doing the space mountain ride, we got to the park cause we had decided to stay. Cause I would really, I really wanted to see the light show. I had heard wonderful things about it. We were like, okay, we're tired, but we're going to power through this. And,
0: and, and honestly, I, I will tell you, I think it was worth it, but it was. there was a lot of but anxiety I was like, that went on after. Really? It. Yeah.
1: Why did we stay for this? Yes. <laughs> but we went shopping and we just did some stuff to kind of fill the time because we had wanted to get seats or a spot near the castle probably about an hour or two ahead of the fireworks and that's probably why we were so fatigued with standing was because really there was no place to sit but the ground we made sure your mom and dad had a good area near the fountain so they could sit but the rest of us had to either stand or sit on the ground and it just was not comfortable
0: and and even after after a while like finally i'm like okay i gotta sit down so i sat down on the ground there were several people sitting on the ground near us Then they came through with their bullhorn. They're like, you must stand to make room for everybody else. And we're just like, man, I just want to sit for a minute. Can I just sit for a minute? (laughs) I just want to sit. Disney police
1: strike again.
0: And they're like, no, you've got to stand so we can pack you all in like sardines. So the more sardines can watch the magic show, the magic light show. Uh, but it, it was neat. It went through a lot it of Disney was very movies cool. and it's like how do they time all that stuff? There was a Tinkerbell that like was clearly a real, a real live person Tinkerbell. that that went down like a zip line type mm-hmm. of thing. Uh, it was worth staying. Uh, but we made a fatal mistake. And uh, that was we're like, we're gonna just kinda wait here and Until we're gonna the let the crowd dies we're, down. We're gonna let the crowd yeah, die down. That
1: was smart.
0: So Anne, my mom and my dad stayed. Greg and his crew did Elise stay with us?
1: Elise stayed with us.
0: I think she did. And but Greg and, and the rest of his crew went ahead and went home. And so we're we're sitting there and we're thinking okay it's about time to to go home and there's a second show. Like on the castle with like fire with, with fireworks and stuff.
1: Yeah, it was another second show, yeah.
0: And we're like Oh no! Because they're like, "Attention, park guests. We're turning out the lights now. Please stay where you are." Which means we're not going anywhere.
1: Yeah, because all the park lights were off, so it wasn't safe to really move. And we're like, "Crap!" Now we to stay. one for of those
0: this. Disney goons probably would have clubbed you with a with a flashlight if you tried to move. <laughs> I'm kidding. The people are Disney were wonderful. They were, very were nice. wonderful. They're they really wonderful. Were. And you know, so. We sat through another light show and it was it was it was cool. It really was. Then it was time to go. And at that point everybody had to get out of there because the park closes at ten. Closes, quote unquote. That light show ended at ten. We got into this unbelievable crowd. Like I have never.
1: It was like a sea of humanity.
0: We it was like the worst, we the worst Black, Black we Friday doorbuster that you could think of. Multiply it on a scale of about a million.
1: You could have just jumped up and crowd surfed in this crowd. It was unbelievable.
0: And nobody had any idea where they were going. Some people were trying to get to the monorail, which we had heard might be a good way to get home, but I don't think it would have been. No. Uh, some people were trying to get to the bus depot. Some people were just trying to get to the parking lot where they'd park. And they.
1: They tried to put up signs and stuff to help, but no one was paying attention. Nobody cared. Nope. They all just sort of moved in a mass.
0: People were going, like, climbing under the, the rat maze Yeah, they put them. up. There were
1: these foreigners that were all trying to hop the, because you were sort of going in a line around. And some of them were trying to cr- cut across the line and go under the barriers. Some of them with their children. And uh, one of them, like,
0: One of them, like, tipped over a stroller. To oh, get yeah. It, to get it under the line. To get
1: under. I mean, it was awful. I, I thought we were going to have to call a Disney employee or somebody to come over. And, and, and finally, we did find
0: this. somebody. We're like, hey, we're sorry. I know it's busy and there's tons of people here. But, like, we're trying to get to the bus depot and we have no idea how to get there. And he's like, oh, you just have to go over that way. Because you, you just know. have
1: to cross the sea of humanity. <laughs> you just have
0: to c- climb all over the people who are going to trample you. But, yeah, you can make it over there. <laughs> so we uh we oh, finally man. did get there. And get to the bus depot, uh, but we didn't get home till about ten minutes before midnight that night. So it took about it took almost two hours that for us to get back late to the room night. after the after the second light show. And really, Greg and his bunch didn't beat us by that much getting home, No. considering they left uh, about an hour before us.
1: They didn't, and it was. Um, I will say the Disney people. It was great because they did. They pulled out the big buses to try and get as many people. Yeah, we get we saw an accordion style possible. bus that had yeah.
0: uh, double double buses because they knew they were get, trying to get a lot of people out of there. Um, man, I just wonder how many people were on the monorail oh that gosh. probably went over to Epcot to try to get a bus back. I don't know. I don't know if that's what they were trying to do. Or the monorail also goes to the resorts, so mm. like the Contemporary Resort, so they could also have been trying to get there. I I don't know, but it, it was it was actually kind of scary like cuz we didn't know where we needed to go and then like you felt like you were going to get trampled by people at any moment. And didn't Greg and Kristen say they like s- did they stop running the monorail or
1: It was when we were out there, they stopped running the monorail. Because
0: people were just like it's Black Friday well, and we are going to trample Well, the thing was is that's
1: what people were doing is they were ru- trying to ride the They were bum monorail. rushing the monorail. Yeah, they were run- rushing the monorail to Epcot. That was it. They shut to, down, to do what
0: we had done the, the night before. They shut
1: down the line to keep people from going to Epcot. Because that was people were trying to get to Epcot to ride, to get the bus home. Instead of trying to go the our bus route.
0: Also, something we didn't mention, kudos to the, our travel planner, Jill Wagner. Mm-hmm. Uh, because she put us in Port Orleans. And we were on the side that used the West Bus Depot. And Mm -hmm. what was great about that is it is the first pickup space and the first drop off spot for buses.
1: Except when we went home from, was it Magic Kingdom or which one were we coming home from? Well, that that night. It was the second stop.
0: One of the nights we got on a bus that didn't take you to Port Orleans Riverside. It just took you to Port Orleans. And it stopped in the French Quarter. It
1: stopped in the French Quarter first. Yes.
0: I don't remember which night that was. I don't either. I feel like that was like during the daytime.
1: Yeah. Most of the most of the buses though, most of the buses all stopped Was that was like that when we came first. home
0: from Animal Kingdom maybe?
1: Maybe. I don't
0: know. I don't know. Uh, I'm sure somebody can clarify for that for us for from the family. Uh, but we got home, we were tired. Uh, the next day we went to Animal Kingdom, start off with like a 20 minute Kilimanjaro safari, which we saw a lot of animals. I thought it was really cool. Like it we had a cool neat. guide. Um, all I could think about, though, was the first tour in Jurassic Park. You know, uh, I just kept thinking about that. Richard Kylie spared no expense. and <laughs> um, Just kind of the way the ride was kind of reminded me of that you're going through the, the jungle and stuff. Although the, the trucks weren't on tracks. Like, these were legitimate, like, big trucks that they were uh, taking you through. We had that one uh, cattle that with the big horns that like stopped and looked at us like, hey, this truck is in the way of the road that I want to cross. <laughs> and then he just kind of let us, he let us go by and then he crossed the road. Uh, we saw a lion and a lioness. Uh, did we, we saw elephants during that one. Oh yeah, we saw I? elephants uh, and giraffes. Giraffe. Don't recall seeing a zebra. I don't think we saw any zebras during that no. one. Which is a glaring omission, but you know, whatever. <laughs> that was neat. We had breakfast, a breakfast buffet at the Tusker House restaurant which was, like, Safari Donald's restaurant. So we had Safari Donald and uh, all the characters. That was another character breakfast. I was so hungry at that point by the time we reached that that, like, I found the buffet and there were, like, pancakes on it and it was really, really low. And, like, I realized that it was actually the kids' buffet. (laughs) They have the same stuff as the adult buffet, but it's just lower for the kids.
1: But you were so desperate. (laughs) But I was so desperate
0: I was just going to that one. And then, like, Luke was like... You know, they've got the same stuff on, like, the the adult buffet. (laughs) The good thing is I don't think I elbowed any little girls or anything trying to get to it. And then I was trying to get syrup, and so they had the syrup dispenser, and I was going to try to put it directly on my pancakes, but I'm like, this is going to be really, really hard. Then I noticed that there were these little, like, ceramic bowls for you to put the syrup in. So you're supposed to put the syrup in the bowl, put the little container on your plate, and then you pour the, the thing on your... Um, pancakes and so I I got the little container I put the syrup in the container and then when I set the container down I set it down crooked so the syrup spilled all over the plate anyway (laughs) I got like all over my hands so after I had my first round of breakfast food I got up and went to the bathroom because I had to wash my hands because they were just like sticky from the syrup Dad had a cracked coffee mug uh, during that breakfast, and so he spilled coffee all over his shorts because it dripped from the broken coffee mug. Oh my God, and yes. so the server uh, apologized profusely and then gave us a pass, uh, a gift certificate, to go to any of the Disney stores and get him a new pair of shorts. Although I don't think we ever cashed in on that, which... We probably should have because, as expensive as things are there, we should have probably found something to use that on. But uh, we did like the breakfast there. We used a fast pass on the Navi River Journey, which was from Avatar. That was cool. How they recreated like Avatar. Uh, We're not the biggest Avatar fans in the movie or Avatar movie fans in the world, and we don't think we need like 19 Avatar signals like uh, sequels like James Cameron thinks we all need. Uh, But it was still a pretty cool uh, ride. Just a. Kind of like the Frozen ride, uh, just kind of a nice, easy, uh, calming uh, trip through Pandora.
1: It was very pretty, too. It was lighted.
0: They had done an amazing job kind of recreating the, the flora of Avatar world in that. Uh, they had another another Avatar ride there that I think is more of a roller coaster or motion simulator. And the lines for it were insane, so we never got on that yeah. one. Yeah.
1: We kind of wanted to do it, but it just wasn't going to work out.
0: We stopped in Dinosaur Land for a little bit. We rode the Triceratops Spin several times, which was kind of like the Flying Dumbo ride. And, you know, Dad's like, this is fun, and at least we're just not standing in line someplace. Because you could just ride it, go right through again. So we rode that, I think, two or three times. And I could see Ann down on the ground as I was going up, and I was waving to her because she, she didn't want to go on that one. A- after her Astro Orbiter experience, and I, I totally understand that. Uh, then it was time for the Cali River Rapids ride, which was one of those big circular rafts with seats in it. And uh, we got buckled in and went through the rafts. and, and uh, uh, Unfortunately, before that ride, Riley had fallen and skinned her knee. And she was crying uh, throughout that whole ride, which was not ideal for anybody.
1: (laughs) Especially for Riley.
0: Especially for Riley. But there was a point where we were going down that River Rapids ride and I uh, held up my hands into the air and she smiled real big. And she's like almost having fun. Then she's like she remembered that she was supposed to be hurt. So she started crying again. (laughs) Uh, But we liked that one. Uh, Luke loved that ride, uh, as opposed to Space uh, Splash Mountain, which had the big drops. This didn't have any big drops. You know, It was just kind of big raft type of thing, sort of spun you around a little bit, and you went down the River Rapids. It was really cool. So, We used all of our Fast Passes that day. When you use all your Fast Passes, then you can apply and see if there are other Fast Passes available. So there were two more Fast Passes for that ride. Luke wanted to ride it one more time. So while everyone else went home... Uh, I went ahead and stayed with Luke, and we rode the Cali River Rapids one more time, and had a really fun time. The, the only thing is, that ride gets you a couple ways. One is the the raft splashes and splashes water up to your on you, and then it also has like water jets. And so when we happened to spin in front of the, one of the one of the water jets, like it got us directly in the face. Just Luke and me, <laughs> just right right in the kisser. Yeah. Uh, but he enjoyed that. That was a lot of fun. And then I think we were. We were, that was the fourth day we'd been there. Uh, It was another hot one, and so we knew, I knew that I had an early day on Friday, or would have an early day on Friday, so we went ahead, after we rode the Cali River Rapids, Luke and I took the bus, and then we just went back home and stayed the rest of the night in the resort. I don't know if Monday was shorter, or that day was shorter, but they were pretty close. Then we got to Friday, which was Hollywood Studios, which I had been really really looking forward to because that's where they have Star Wars Galaxy's Edge uh, Luke and I had signed up to build lightsabers <laughs> pull it out and uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: He offers to walk around uh with that at night when we go on our walk with Howard. He offers to light light the way and I'm like, Oh geez, if there if there are older people that see this light going by their window and this guy in a hooded sweatshirt, he's gonna be they're gonna be like, Okay,
0: let's yeah. call the police now The the plan to walk around at night and use my lightsaber is our, our beacon for people <laughs> is not not flown. Uh but we, we if you stay at the resort at one of the Disney resorts. They have what they call extra magic hours. And that means you can get early access to the park. Galaxy's Edge. Which is the Star Wars land. Which we saw. But I'm not sure we got like the full effect of. Because we didn't go to every little shop and stuff. They got a lot of, a lot of stuff there. Um, they got a life-size Millennium Falcon. They got a life-size X-Wing. A life-size A-Wing. The people in the park that work there. Think they're on this Planet called Batuu and work at Black Spire Outposts. They don't consider. They don't act like regular Disney employees and um, stuff. So anyway, we we got up. I got up at five o'clock that morning uh, because extra magic hours are six to nine on uh, for Hollywood Studios, and we wanted to ride the Smuggler's Run, the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run ride. It's popular there. It's new and. Also, it doesn't have fast passes, so everybody has to go stand by. And, I mean, let's face it, a p- big part of the excitement for me was going and seeing the Star Wars stuff. I mean, heck, we just opened the podcast. We talked about The Mandalorian and The Rise of Skywalker. You listen to this podcast, you know I love my Star Wars. Anne loves her Star Wars. Um, so, But Anne also likes to sleep in, so she slept in a little bit that day. Yes,
1: that day Anne slept in. <laughs>
0: but I got up, uh, my alarm went off, and the funny story is... Uh, I went to bed, I got to sleep just fine I set my alarm for 5 o'clock uh, my alarm beeped once I was up and as soon as the alarm beeped the, the table nightstand was closest to Anne. she shut my alarm off she doesn't even <laughs> remember doing that but she shut it off I'm glad I got up on the first beep otherwise I might have overslept but uh, Greg, Luke and I all got up really early uh, we caught the 540 bus to get over to Hollywood Studios at about 6 o'clock when they opened and got over to Galaxy's Edge and got in line for Smuggler's Run. We had about 30 minutes to go through. It was really cool. It's You sit in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon. You've got two pilots, two gunners, and two engineers. You all have little jobs that you've got to do. Sort of like Mission Space. Everybody's got a little job they're supposed to do. It's sort of an interactive video game. And the cockpit kind of shakes and stuff. And uh, so I got to be the gunner the first time. And then I was a pilot the we went through, we only took about 30 minutes to get through the, the line, and then we're like, you know, that was really cool, so let's go and do the ride again. So we got in line again, and the first time, uh, you're on a smuggling mission for Hondo, who's a character from Star Wars Rebels, and you're supposed to get some coaxium, which is a hyperspace fuel that they feature in Solo. First time, we only got one coaxium. The second time we went through, we got two coaxium. so I don't know what the maximum is, but, you know second time I was the pilot, it was kind of weird, though, because, like, if you're playing it, I know they don't want it to be too much, like, a, they kind of want immersive, so they don't want it to be too much like a video game, but it's kind of hard to figure out, like, the left pilot controls left and right, the right pilot controls up and down with a lever, sometimes it's kind of hard to figure out, like, when do you need to move the ship. Because the camera's also moving. So, like, sometimes you think you're going to need to move the ship, but the camera moves for you. And when you move the ship, you end up hitting something. Yeah. I scraped the Millennium Falcon a few times. <laughs> but we made more money the second time around when we did the first because we damaged the ship less and we got more coaxium. I mean, the animatronic Hondo that they've got before you go in is really cool. They have the, the Dejarik table that they play the holographic chess on and you can sit down there i mean it's it's awesome Uh, after that was done we decided we'd hop on a a ride called star tours uh, which is not an actually in galaxy's edge uh, but there was no wait for it and it's something star tours has been there for a while i think it opened in like 1989 or something like that and um, they've refreshed it a few times, and now it's like Star Tours, the adventures continue, I think. The conceit of that ride is that you're on a space tour ship, and C-3PO's like your guide, and R2's like the pilot. It doesn't go well, you know, like, as it turns out, you've got a rebel spy on board your ship, and so you've got a suddenly you're thrust into these different locations uh, from the star Wars movies and it's a motion simulator. So you sit in these seats and then it's a 3d, you put on 3d glasses and then the ride shakes you back and forth. And when it goes to the hyperspace, you kind of get kicked back into your chair. We liked smugglers run. It was really cool, but I think we enjoyed star tours even more.
1: I loved it. It was great.
0: And got to ride star tours as well. Yes. Later in the day, I went through it three times uh, the first time we went on it, um, we went to we went pod racing, and then we ended up on Coruscant uh, during a, a battle with like the old Republic ships, and then you ended up in space traffic on Coruscant, and you were like going the wrong way, and R two beeps at C three PO, and C three PO says that they're not the ones going the wrong way because you know you're going the wrong way. Uh, the second time we went through Greg and Luke and I went on it and we were on crate from the last Jedi. We were on Jakku first uh, tra- trailing the Millennium Falcon and going through the the Imperial Star Destroyer that was crashed on Jakku and then we went on crate. Favorite part of that one is and crate if you've seen the last Jedi they have red dirt on there. So yeah. they, these the the sand skimmers kick up a bunch of that red dirt onto the windshield of the spaceship. And then, like, C3O's like, I can't see. i to do something. And then these, like, these little windshield wipers come <laughs> out and wipe the, the screen clean. <laughs> it was cute. But it, it was really cool. Uh, they have several different scenarios in this ride. And we were fortunate that all three times that Greg and Luke and I rode, we got three different experiences. Uh, now, the last two scenes on the second and third ride were the same. But the first scene was not. Like, the first scene... The, the, the second time we went through the opening scene was us just getting off like an Imperial Star Destroyer. And then the second time, we the third time we went on the ride, uh, we got stopped by Kylo Ren in the First Order and had to escape them. And then we ended up on Jakku and crate. W- what was your experience on Star Tours, Anne?
1: I thought it was cool. And it was nice that, you know, your mom and I were both on scooters, so they fast-passed us through. They were very accommodating. And it was nice for you guys because you didn't have to wait in line. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, the first time we didn't wait in line at all. The, the second time we waited in line for about 30 minutes. And I think the third time we rode it, we would have waited about 40 minutes, which wasn't too bad considering. But the the scooter access was only in the Fast Pass line. So when they saw Mom and Ann on scooters, they told them to go to Fast Pass and said, since you're family, you can go with them. So we kind of got kicked up to the front of the line on that one. And uh like Luke was kinda bragging about it a little bit and we're kinda like, Yeah, yeah, we can we can brag about it later. Don't don't just Don't do it now. D- don't wave it in of front of the people's else. faces. The thing I liked about it was it threw you around a little bit, like for it a motion did. simulator right. I
1: was really surprised. Your mom and I were impressed about how much it moved. I we had just eaten at Mama Melrose's and I can tell
0: you. <laughs> the Italian place.
1: <laughs> I think the uh I think the Taramisu was about to make a reappearance at one <laughs> point. It was just, it was fun, but it was quite jarring.
0: It's about a five minute ride, and the the funny part is too the the conceit. Like I said, was there a, a tour ship and C three PO and C three PO and R two D two kind of running things, but then they tell you there's a spy on board, and then they just take a yes. picture of a random person that's on the ride, <laughs> and they're the spy. That's and the lady cool. they
1: picked, she was totally not even paying attention. Yeah, yeah. And she had like this R two D two thing on her head, and it was just so just funny. looked a little out of it. It yeah, was it was a great it was picture. Great. You have a rebel spy aboard your ship, and then they show this picture of this lady. It's like,
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it was fun. Oh, we got a charge out of it. Like uh, that ride and teacups were probably the two favorite things that that I will remember about about the trip. And just
1: going through like. You know, while they did the Frozen, the Frozen, another Frozen ride, mm-hmm. and then the Bell experience. There was we, a
0: Frozen sing-along stage show, and then a Beauty and the Beast Broadway, like a truncated version of the Broadway show.
1: Which we had fast passes to, and Matt and I... Skipped. We went we went rogue. <laughs> we went a little rogue, and uh, we went and did our own thing, but I definitely wanted to at least walk through the Star Wars exhibit yes. and see... You know, because I didn't get to go with you guys early in the morning. So it was nice to walk through and just kind of experience. I didn't really have to go on any of the rides or anything. But it was nice just to kind of go through. And you, you saw, like, this uh, large-scale Millennium Falcon, which oh, was very cool. Amazing. And, like, all these other... We saw Chewie. Yep, Chewbacca. Yeah, see Chewbacca and some stormtroopers. And we got to see a lot of the ships. And, I mean, it was cool because, like, like you said, it was very immersive experience so like all the Disney workers that were there were all
0: they're on Batuu the planet of Basically. Batuu yeah
1: it was neat I really liked it and of course we bailed out on uh, the kids stuff to do the Indiana Jones stunt show which yes, loved we were it. really looking forward to and it was very cool
0: a- Anne's friend Jody who who's a huge Indiana Jones fan uh, has been to that one at Disneyland I think and she said that was definitely worth seeing and highly recommended it because we, we love Indiana Jones so I'm glad we went to go see that one. I was surprised. It was sort of this story within a story type of deal. Yeah, with, uh, it was neat. I thought it would just be set pieces of Indiana Jones sort of reenacting the movies, which it was, but it kind of had a side storyline to and it with the stunt we actors. we were
1: big fans of sitting in the shade yes, with a giant nice, fan cool, over us. <laughs> cool
0: in there. Uh, then we saw Muppets 3D as we were trying to wait for everybody to meet at the restaurant because that was, again, indoors, nice and cool, uh, not a, much of a wait in that just a big theater that you could sit down in and it's the Muppets for 20 minutes, just kind of doing goofy stuff. It was really cute.
1: It was fun. And
0: I think my favorite part of that was the Statler and Waldorf, uh, statues, animatronics that were up in the balcony. Oh yeah. That were actual animatronics. And they were making comments during the movie and they're like, we're here because of a contest. We lost. (laughs) 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 Um, and then to, to go back to Galaxy's Edge, after we rode Star Tours, we wanted to go through a second time, but we were supposed to be at the Savvy's workshop to build lightsabers around 9.15, and we were like, didn't want to cut it close. We probably could have gone through Star Tours another time and could have made it four times for the day, but you know we were playing it cautious. We, we bought the, the special Cokes yeah. and Sprite bottles from uh, Star Wars World, which they look like thermal detonators. They're pretty cool. We saved them. And uh, I asked one of those vendors where we could build lightsabers. And they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, well, where do they keep the good stuff? And he's like, well, there's this guy named Savi who has a workshop where they keep some really rare junk. It's just junk. But if you go there, you might find what you're looking for. And I'm like, okay, so that we need to go find Savi. Do you know where he is? He's like, yeah, he's over this way past the, the droid depot or whatever. And I said, oh, thank, you. thank you for that. He's like, what were you looking for earlier? I'm like, I don't remember. He's like, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> then we went and we did the, the lightsaber thing. It takes about 15 or 20 minutes. You go and you they have four different styles. Uh, I picked uh, peace and justice. Luke picked power and control. They each have kind of different parts that you pick and put together. You pick a kyber crystal for your lightsaber. Uh, you can pick from uh, blue green purple and red during the workshop i had toyed with the idea of doing purple just because it would be unique but i love i love luke's green lightsaber from return of the jedi so i went ahead and went green uh, luke was going sith all the way on his he was going to go red <laughs> so he picked power control in red i picked peace and justice in green and uh, it was a really neat experience they, they take you into this room with about 15 other people And you can take a guest with you. So Luke took Greg with him. So they kind of worked on it together a little bit. And Greg was able to get some pictures of the workshop too. And there's a little storyline that goes with it. And how, you know, the force is within all of us and everything. It would be kitschy, except I'm such a huge Star Wars fan that I just thought it was the coolest thing ever. You know, it was was like a five-year-old, 39-year-old guy in the the workshop with the kids. But I, I really loved it. And then there's, after you build your hilt... Um, you take your lightsaber and you place it into this little cubby hole and then that's where they affix the blades to your lightsaber and then they light, they, they take the cover off and then they light them all up at the same time and then everybody reaches in and gets their lightsaber out and then everybody's holding up their lightsaber at the same time. They turned out the lights so everybody can Me. see. The, it's its a really cool experience. Uh, a $200 plus sales tax experience. <laughs>
1: But worth it, you think?
0: I, I it, It's worth it for me. I mean, you've seen me. Like, if yeah. I could strap this lightsaber to me and carry it around if every day, I would. If he could walk it
1: around, wear it everywhere, and walk around with it strapped to his back, if it was socially acceptable, I think he would do it. I would totally do it.
0: I, I loved it. I mean, yeah, It, I guess it just depends. It, it's, it's. Some people may find it a little hokey, but I love Star Wars. I love the experience and being immersed in it. So I thought it was really cool to go through and be able to do it. And I guess the thing that surprised me is... Now, I'm sure it's not a $200 lightsaber because if Disney sold those lightsabers at cost, it would never work out for them. But I will say that I was surprised by the heft of the hilt. It's got some weight to it. The lightsaber's not some cheap plastic lightsaber. It's got some oh, metal no, parts. Oh, it's nice. It's very nice. Uh, is it movie prop replica nice? Probably not. But it's cool. It's really nice. And... Um, I mean, I've only had, like, plastic toy lightsabers before. Uh, my friend Brian one time, uh, Brian Esham made a pretty cool, like, old school kind of lightsaber um, hilt one time. Doesn't have as much weight to it as, as this one, but that that's a pretty cool lightsaber. Like, he used some like windshield wiper blades and an old camera tube and stuff like that, like flash tube to make it. It's pretty cool. Uh, your your brother Tom made me a lightsaber hilt a couple years ago for Christmas yeah. out of like some household stuff. And uh, it's got a little bit of weight to it. But th- this has heft to it, and uh, I love to turn it on and turn it off. And I'll resist the urge to do it again during the oh, podcast. Oh, just okay, do it I'll again. Okay, I'll, I'll do it one you more time. You know you want to. I'll do it one more time.
1: But when you first turned it on, I was like, Ooh. Ah, oh, that's nice.
0: What I find really neat about it... Wait a second. What I find really neat about it, and it's just a little aesthetic touch, is that the... Whoops. Watch
1: where you point that thing. That
0: was an inadvertent (laughs) ignition. Sorry, I'm glad everybody still has their hands and fingers. And the wall's still intact after <laughs> after that. Uh, what I really like about it is that, okay, I had a, uh, I still have them. They're in, in storage upstairs. I have like Luke Skywalker, like a toy lightsaber, telescoping lightsaber uh, with lights and sound. And I've got a Darth Vader one as well. They just have a light at the base. And so when you turn on the lightsaber, the whole shaft just lights up, like at one time. What's really cool about these blades to me, it's just a nice little aesthetic touch, is that light races up the shaft of the blade as if that saber is actually igniting. It's not just, it doesn't all just come on at one time.
1: But see, that's the cool part because that's what you remember from the movie. It's just yes. such an epic moment when they hold out their lightsaber and it lights, you know, it's just kind of yeah. cool.
0: That was cool. We got some pictures taken of those. They give you a bag to a holding bag for those and they're, they're nice bags. Uh, we didn't want to carry those all around the, the park the rest of the day because our workshop was at 9.30. And so we shipped them back home, which we had some pictures taken there, photo pass and stuff. But it's also kind of a bummer because Greg and Luke and I had gone early. Nobody else was there. We couldn't show our lightsabers to anybody else. Yeah. We could have just had them held at the front of the park and picked them up at the end of the day. But then we would have had to carry them on the flight and deal with them. And I just think it would have been a hassle. Mm-hmm. and the lightsaber arrived safe in Williamsburg, and it arrived mine arrived safe in Indianapolis, so it was good. And then next time I go home, I'll bring it and so I can show my parents. But, you know, I was really excited to do that. Like, that's the, you know, and kept asking me, do I want to buy a hat, do I want to buy a T-shirt, do I want to buy a, you know, pin, or other? have any other real souvenir from from the trip? And I'm just like, I bought a $200 lightsaber. And that's, you know... That's my my big thing from the trip, and kind of the same. Luke's birthday's coming up, and so that's kind of his early birthday gift. Be able to get a really cool lightsaber like that. Definitely, if you if you've got the time and you don't mind the money, I think it is worth it. If two hundred dollars sounds like too much for you for a lightsaber, then then don't do it. But if that sounds reasonable to you for an experience, something that you're never going to forget, then I say it's totally worth it. Because that that's how I feel.
1: I'm glad you did it. I think it's
0: neat. And I mean, I don't know, maybe maybe one day we will get to go back to Disney World, but that's not guaranteed. If I were to go on the big family trip to Disney World and not do that, I think I would have regretted it forever. Yeah. You know, because you're not sure if you're ever, if you're ever able to go back. Uh, uh, one thing I will say, I think that we all wish that we would have had a couple of days in Hollywood Studios.
1: There was a lot to see.
0: There's a lot to see there. I wanted to take Anne on the Aerosmith uh, Aerosmith roller coaster. Uh, the the wait times for that was a little much, so we didn't go. I would have liked to have ridden the Tower of Terror. That's a classic ride. and and wouldn't have, but I, I think would, Dad would. I have.
1: think would I would do it with you. Really? I think I would. Wow. It would, I, it would probably have to be one of those where that's the only ride I would do all day. Right. Right. But I could probably do or it. Or
0: maybe the last thing. Very last thing you did of the day after
1: a very extensive break. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: so we we at the Italian place. Uh, my dad was sick on Friday. That was the big bummer of the trip. Yeah, he was having it was. stomach problems, and so he didn't go to the Hollywood Studios, which is a shame because he would have enjoyed Star Tours. He would have loved the Indiana Jones stunt show.
1: <laughs> I just loved when you when you basically did like your Disney journal on Facebook you did it almost like Theodore Roosevelt at the river of doubt <laughs> it was like it was like our leader the the jungle is treacherous. Our leader has developed dysentery. <laughs> yeah, Dad had
0: some stomach trouble, which I just sort of called euphemistically dysentery. And our <laughs> it was so
1: bad. Oregon
0: Trail like uh, Facebook. But I love it
1: because my uncle, when we got back to Indianapolis and we met up with him the following weekend at my parents' house, he had asked who in our party had dysentery, <laughs> and I said, no one necessarily had dysentery. But Ted did have stomach trouble. Yeah,
0: that was too bad. He would have liked Hollywood Studios. Now he would
1: have. Yeah. Now my mom,
0: mom says she she's gonna have knee replacement surgery. In not too distant future. She says when she's recovered from that and got that rehabbed. They're seriously thinking about going back down. Well,
1: we have a timeshare down there. We do.
0: We do. We could just
1: hop over the interstate to Disney.
0: And because uh, she thinks dad would really like to see Hollywood Studios. And she oh, would yeah. like to spend a second day there.
1: It's such a nostalgic place. It really is.
0: Now, after after the Star Wars stuff, um, after we ate, what did we do right after we ate?
1: Well, after oh, we we, 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 we did start. Star that's, when, that's when. Yeah. Uh,
0: and then Kristen and Riley went. They had an Olaf picture opportunity so they took riley did you see that see olaf. little
1: olaf picture that was cute. very cute very
0: cute pictures Very. Cute. and so they they did that and then we did star tours after that then we met over at toy story land we walked mom through mom went through star wars uh galaxy's edge to look a little bit of that very briefly we didn't even i don't even think we took her to the falcon Mm-mm. and we just kind of took her past And then we went to Toy Story Land because we had a fast pass for Slinky Dog Dash, which is their roller coaster there. And I loved it. It was great. We thought Riley would like it. Riley didn't like that one.
1: Oh, it was a little fast.
0: It was fast. You and Luke decided not to ride... I was actually surprised they ran it because it was raining and I've had experiences before at Kings Island in Ohio where if it's raining they shut down the rides even if it's just a little bit of rain. But they must, of course they deal with a lot of rain in Florida so it must, maybe needs to be a significant amount of rain for that to be a problem. What was interesting about Slinky Dog Dash was you think the ride's over and then it goes again. Oh, man. Uh, I thought the ride was either going to go backwards or something, and then it just took you, and it, it took you on some loops, and then these uh, dips, like three really fast dips. I think that's what probably Riley didn't like. I think she thought the ride was coming Over. to an end, and, and, she, and then yeah. it went fast again. It can
1: scare you when it starts going again. Yeah, uh,
0: but I thought it was a great ride. You're, you're riding a car that looks like Slinky Dog from Toy Story, and the neat thing about that, part of the park is that all the stuff is like built out of Tinker Toys. It's very cool. It's cute.
1: It's really well thought out.
0: And then after we did that, we're like, "Ah, let's ride one more thing. And so they had these uh, alien spinners that they had. They were kind of like the teacups, except you don't control the spin, uh, which is almost kind of fun because they – they have uh, they they go around and they spin like the teacups. They
1: go faster though.
0: Uh, but sometimes you hit uh, an edge and you kind of go slow, and then the next edge you hit's really fast. You don't know what's coming, and so that that's that's just as fun.
1: It was fun. I think your mom and I were really surprised how fast it went because we were in a car together. And we had fun with that, though. We were laughing. It was so ridiculously fun.
0: And what was kind of funny about that particular ride was that Riley, and, and not that Riley doesn't like me, but she's going to stay close to mom and dad and grandma and grandpa. She rode the alien swirling spinners with me and and picked me and wanted to ride it with me. And wow. everybody was like, "Oh, are you sure, Riley? You have,
1: as, as the little aliens from Toy Story would say, you have been chosen. You have been chosen.
0: Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: it makes me almost want to watch Toy Story again just for like the little just aliens. Little part. I love the little squeaker aliens. You have been chosen. The claw. The claw decides who will go and who will stay. This is ludicrous. The uh, <laughs>
0: the worst part of that is that by day five, after walking all that time, I I developed uh, what I would refer to as midsummer baseball chafing. Oh, uh, which I was susceptible was to as a kid uh, when it's hot and humid outside. I was miserable by the end of Hollywood Studios. I had the greatest day. It was the greatest day of the trip, but by the time we were done with the Slinky Dog Dash you were and the doing a little Spinners. Uh,
1: you were doing a little cowboy Yeah, I looked like
0: I'd ridden a horse all day. And uh, thankfully, that next morning, Mom and Dad found some butt cream <laughs> at the gift shop.
1: It was diaper rash cream.
0: and uh, But I like calling it butt cream. <laughs> butt cream. And I, I was able to uh, use that, and I healed up pretty quickly from that. But I had, I mean, Anne can tell you, Friday night walking. Uh, once we got done with the rides, trying to get to the bus, and then trying to get from the bus depot to our hotel camper. room, I was not walking very well. Mm-mm. And uh, but we had a good, we had a pretty good flight back. You know, I was happy. Uh, we talked about Luke. He wasn't real keen on flying. Uh, when we landed at the Orlando airport on Monday, it was a rough landing. Yeah, it it was. really was. Uh, they had some wind and, uh, we hit and, and bounced a couple of times and the, the plane did a little bit of a tilt while it was taxiing. Um, we were just like, Luke, that's really, that's not how landings tip. Of course, I've only, I don't, I, I speak from such experience because this is my <laughs> second plane ride I've ever had. The only other time I flew was to and from our honeymoon back in 2006, uh, but our landings were nothing like that. I would have remembered that. Usually you hit, you might have a little bump, and then you're, you're good. Yeah. Uh, it was rough. And the good news is when we came back, our return flight on Indi- uh, to Indianapolis, we had a nice, smooth, buttery landing. Yes, it was good. And we got all of our bags, and uh, it was all good. And we got the shuttle back to the hotel where we had parked, and there was only one adventure left on the trip. And that adventure was that the van, the battery on Greg and Kristen's van had died.
1: <laughs> so we had to I jump I felt it. so bad for them. That was so bad. I mean,
0: it, listen, Disney World's fun. It's fun. It's fun to go through family. <laughs> but it's a lot of work. Like, I don't think you really do need to take a couple days off after you get back. Like, yeah. I felt bad. And had to go back to work on Monday. I took Monday and Tuesday off from work. Uh, give myself some extra recovery time. My, my point is it, it can be draining on you, like physically and mentally. It, it does take, I know it sounds ridiculous. You're like, oh, you're paying all this money to, to go and have fun. And it is fun, but it's also draining. It's physically exhausting. There's so much walking. There's so many people. You got to wait in line. Everything's expensive. So it has some anxiety that goes along with it. So when you get home, you're ready to just go home. And when we got to the car, to the van, and they turned it on, and the battery was dead. It's just like you got to be kidding me. We cannot believe. Th- is this is this real life? Is this <laughs> happening to us right now? You know, that was after going through the intensive TSA screening and stuff at the airport. Had to take shoes off and go through the body scanners. You know, we were just done. We're ready. Everybody's ready to get something to eat and go home. And the battery was dead. And then we had trouble with the battery pack getting it to charge. But then we got it figured out. Mm -hmm. And everything was fine. Mom and Dad ran us home. Probably the big negative of the trip, of the return trip, was the flight was full. And I think it took them a longer time to get the baggage on than they expected. So the flight left about 20, 25 minutes later than expected. And then because there was a storm, because it was torrential downpour, we, we beat it. We didn't get stuck in it Friday night. But once we got back to the hotel, the skies opened up and it was like what I like to call Jurassic Park rain. Um, you know, that storm in that movie is a tropical storm. And it was like that sideways rain that you can't even see through. Yeah. And it rained like that Friday night and we were dealing with that same rain Saturday morning. Uh, getting back to the resort and to the Disney Magical Express and all that. But because of the, the delay in the baggage, and then because of that tropical storm, the plane had to take a little longer route to get home. So whereas our flight to Orlando took about an hour and 20 minutes, the flight back to Indianapolis took almost two hours. We still had to wait for our shuttle to, to get back to the hotel, to get to our cars and drive back home. And so like the cutoff time to pick up Little Howard from Camp Bow Wow was 7 o'clock, and we didn't make it. In time, which was fine. We called him. We said, "Hey, can you keep Howie another night?" And they're like, "Oh, we love Howard. Of course, we'll keep him another night." Aw. Oh, Howard. is he under some blankets now? Where, yeah. where did he go?
1: Howard is very popular. He's pretty cute, especially if he dresses up like a little taco.
0: Yeah, which is what he'll is going to dress up to tomorrow, whether or not he likes it.
1: And everyone we know will get pictures.
0: <laughs> but we uh, we got home and uh, got our stuff unpacked and went to Mexico City Grill for a fine meal. <laughs>
1: We had no dog to take care of. No so dog to take care of, so we went to, out
0: because we wouldn't have. We would have, if we had picked Howard up. We would have probably just picked picked up something to brought yeah. home because we, we went ahead been and- away from him for a whole week. We wouldn't have come home, picked him up, and then left. Uh, so we had a nice sit down meal at Mexico City Grill, Then we got to pick him up on uh, Sunday because we came back on Saturday.
1: And we did absolutely nothing on Sunday. We did
0: nothing. Watch the watch the Colts game. That was about it.
1: But it was a great trip. We had a good time, and it was very 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 nice i'm i'm very grateful to your parents for taking us i think that was a really nice great once in a lifetime family trip yep. thanks mom
0: and dad thanks for everyone putting up enjoy. with us taking us and putting up with us so I'm, before we close out the show here i'm going to ask you uh two questions uh the first is it doesn't have to be one specific thing you name a couple of different things but what are your favorite things that you re- you will remember from the trip i think
1: Being able to go on the nostalgic rides was probably one of my favorite You mean the original stuff, like It's a Small World? Yeah, I really enjoyed going on It's a Small World, Carousel. Um, I loved, of course I loved going on Splash Mountain, but, you know, I loved doing, like, the Dumbo ride and the teacups and going to see the Tiki Room and all the stuff that I remember seeing on the magical, uh, yes, I'm old enough to remember, the wonderful world of Disney. And they would show you, like, all the different rides and stuff at Disney World and I just I remember that and I just really was so looking forward to doing all that stuff so the fact that we got to do that was very cool and of course I really love the Frozen ride that Frozen ride we did on the first day at Epcot was really awesome I think that was one of the best I really love the Peter Pan ride I know your mom did too where they basically put you in a, a car that looked sort of like a like just like a just like a little car, and you just fly above London and kind of go off to Neverland, and then you know down below you can see like the animatronic, you know, Captain Hook on his ship and the crocodile, and it was really cool. And just you know, being able to, and you know, you know, being able to do all the fun stuff that you've always seen yeah, I on had, TV. You mentioned Peter Pan's do.
0: flight early in the show, and I forgot to mention that. Uh, yeah, Peter Pan's flight uh, was we very cool. I didn't even go back to it.
1: I really liked that. And, of course, seeing all the princesses and Mickey Mouse. and It was just neat. It was very cool.
0: Then my, my second question for you is, if people are thinking about going to Disney World, what advice would you have for them if they were going? <laughs> like, if you had to do this trip a, a second time, what would you have done differently?
1: I think more rest breaks. I think, honestly, I think this w- this would be either something that you would do... In two vacations. We knew this was a once-in-a-lifetime trip. So right. we so packed. So we tried to jam everything. We packed everything into one week. And I think we exhausted ourselves a bit. We did, yeah. But we it was tired. a once-in-a-lifetime But it, it was trip. also
0: worth it. But yes. I mean,
1: because you never knew if you were going to get back. So we wanted to go all the parks, do as much as we possibly could. But I would say to pace yourself better because we were really burnt out by friday yeah because it
0: it was go 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 on monday not so much because we did a ton of stuff at epcot center but just the whole digesting the flight the resort magical express and going to epcot and doing our dinner and all that stuff tuesday was go 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 we did so much stuff on the first day of the magic kingdom And, like, we hit all the big rides on the second... Most of the big rides on the second day at Magic Kingdom. Because of the the fireworks and stuff, then that ended up being a really, really long day. Animal Kingdom was a little more laid back for us. There were not as many people there, except in certain parts where, like, the the walkways got narrow and stuff. Like, we lost the stroller, remember? The park the stroller oh where everybody gosh. else had parked the strollers and then ours was the one that got taken over to the the stroller dra- jail and we were lucky to find but but friday was go 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 we did tons of stuff on friday but mostly me because greg and luke and me because we got up so early to go to yeah. galaxy's edge and stuff so i mean a couple things i will always remember mentioned already greg and i spinning on the teacups was <laughs> fantastic uh, and the Star Wars stuff I liked smugglers run and people probably think I'm crazy but I loved star tours. I could have ridden that thing five more times even if it was the same same three if, if, if the same sequence of scenes I would have ridden it three more five more times as a matter of fact they announced uh, last week that they were updating star tours. For the new Star Wars movie, Rise of Skywalker, they're going to add some locales from that. Oh, cool. And Greg, I tweeted that to Greg, brought that to his attention. He's like, I would go for two more days and just ride that ride. Uh, they also had a giant ad at Walker and uh, the waiting line for that, which was pretty cool. And like, I didn't necessarily realize it at first. I just thought it was the leg. Like it was just like a leg there in line, and then I looked up and like, oh my gosh, they got a full-scale at wow. walker her up here too. So that that was cool. I think I think Anne's advice is prudent. Maybe pace yourself a little bit better. Hmm. Uh, I think we would have had, of course, we were so tired because the flight was so early. I know that Mom's really intent had been to hope to get a Sunday flight, and you know, get up and start doing stuff on Monday. So you get settled into your resort on Sunday night, and then kind of face the world on Monday and do stuff we weren't really able to do that because our flight was really early Monday morning so we had to pack the flight and our first day over there because if I had to do Epcot Center all over again I would say don't be so beholden to the schedule that we had kept with our fast passes we didn't really understand how everything worked with the fast passes we kind of thought oh these are the only things we can do until we realized we could do more stuff because I think Greg Elise and I would have done mission space again maybe taken different stations and gone to that because that was really cool. That guy that we were in line, that we stood with next to the fireworks show talked about the ride called Soren that was his favorite roller coaster over there at Epcot I didn't even know that existed somehow we missed that and, and I would say and it really depends on what you're interested in since we've done Magic Kingdom and maybe it's not fair because we did Magic Kingdom for two days already and feel like we've seen everything although we never did get to do the Seven Dwarves roller coaster that Kristen wanted to do because the wait time for that was insane the whole time, even during extra magic hours, the the wait for that was like 45 minutes. That
1: was a really popular ride.
0: Yeah. But I think I would have spent two days at Hollywood studios. I think there's enough there between toy story world, toy story land and galaxy's edge. And I think, I think I would have done that at two days at Mm -hmm. Hollywood studios. I would have lingered a little bit more at Galaxy's Edge to see some of the nooks and crannies. I got a good experience out of Galaxy's Edge. I'm not saying that I didn't. I got to ride the ride twice. I got to build lightsabers. Mm -hmm. Uh, We went through one of the gift shops that was like a droid depot. I I would have spent a little more time in there, I think. Definitely, like Anne said, probably try not to go, 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 go on everything because it does get exhausting but any last thoughts on the trip i think you wrapped it up pretty well you know just saying that it was once in a lifetime and we tried to pack everything in
1: and i'm glad your parents got to do it it's something they always wanted to do and they got to do it with their grandkids while they were still little
0: yep can't wait to do it again next year guys (laughs) Uh, october we'll mark it down for another week at disney world could you imagine
1: Wow. It would be
0: fun, though. Uh, this has been a special extended edition of the Matt Adams podcast, yes. a two-hour Disney World extravaganza. So,
1: Woo! Fireworks are going off now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when you wish upon, upon a, star. a star.
1: I will say that was one thing I wish they had put on our scooters was they had like these little horns on our scooters that were like, me, me, and they should have done it so it would play when you wish upon a star or... You know, a it's dream a small is a world. wish your heart makes, or it's a small world. That if you pressed really cute. it, uh,
0: it's a small world, though it just keeps playing over and over and over. I believe, <laughs> <laughs> just like the ride.
1: But the best part was when we went through this. It's a small world. I forgot that they all sing in different, different languages. languages. It's really cute.
0: It is, but it's the same tune, and you would learned the words when you were a kid. So it's even though they're singing in different languages, you just hear the English version and then in your you head.
1: Dream about it, and it takes over your life.
0: But it it was cool. I liked the animatronics and just some of the stuff was really neat. It was neat. Yeah.
1: Very neat.
0: So, well, that will wrap it up for this special extended edition of the Matt Adams podcast. You can find me on Twitter at statomatty S-T-A-T-O-M-A-T-T-Y, at Stato or drop me an email, matt at com matt at com And Anne, where can the people find you?
1: Following Matt's lightsaber.
0: All right. Uh, Maybe next time we'll actually get into what are you reading and what are you writing. (laughs) But we're running out of time, so we're going to go ahead and say bye-bye. Thanks for listening.
1: Thank you.